0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. Uh, This is episode 46 with our good friend Jamie Flynn. Um, So full disclosure, I had a little bit to drink before this recording and I didn't have any show notes. So um, bear with me. It was a fun one. Uh, Definitely had a lot of fun with Jamie. I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, We had such a great conversation, kind of catching up and talking about a variety of topics from uh, MMA to, you know, uh, micro dosing on mushrooms and uh, base jumping, of course. And uh, yeah, so without any further ado, this is Jamie Flynn. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to the Base Life Podcast with your hosts Randy and Brian. Jamie Flynn, yeah, buddy, bro, welcome to the Base Life Podcast.
1: Thanks for having us, man. We, I tell you what, you've been trying to get me on this thing for
0: honestly about what? two years. <laughs> uh, since the beginning i'd imagine (laughs) you know like uh i have a running list of of people that you know that i want to talk to and then there are always the people that are uh objects of or uh, targets of opportunity like i just happen to be in the same place as them and like yo you, you got a minute you got an hour uh or whatever um but, but yeah, cause we were, we were talking about doing like a phone, phone call kind of thing. Oh yeah, and that would have sucked on audio and <laughs> it would have been pretty boring. Of, oh, and I, I, do I like don't, I don't even do that. I it's don't even in try. Person. No, no. Like, so I gave up on the releasing every Thursday format. Um, and I, I chose Thursday because, well, I drive on the weekends. So if it's out by Thursday, they can download it. And then other people that are on the road, you know, they can listen kind of like how I listen to shit. But, yeah. um, I gave up on the audio or the the dial-in stuff because the, the time difference generally is is a pain, and uh, it's not the same. I can't read your body language, I can't. Uh, there's just something that you lose when yeah, someone yeah, dials yeah. in, and and the I the 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 direction that I'm taking the podcast is more to be a um, I, I want people to get something out of it. Obviously, like the base jumpers in particular, um, non jumpers that are around base, maybe I, I'd like them to learn some stuff. But it's also a, a catalog of conversations with my friends, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna live forever. You no, know? none of us so are. So there got to sell by day. I <laughs> hope I hope all my friends outlive me. You know, and yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it's ju- then it's just a documentation that they can go back to and like, oh, that was a fun time we had you know because we've had you know plenty of fun times off air but but this is the recorded version you know so, <laughs> the edited um, version it might, it, it, <laughs> who knows it might be edited it might not like I, I i mean i'm sure there will be like a couple of splices you know here and there but yeah you know, but the we shit we've done in real life we can't say on here mm, yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> there's some things that are just uh, not for public consumption yeah yeah anyways welcome to the show i'm i'm stoked to finally have you on this thing um yeah it was even an accident coming up here right right? just because
1: i was i'm superstitious right so two things happened in brento recently and i was like one what the first day we had there there was a fatality at brento it was really sad and pretty daunting. um the second day someone had a cliff strike and i was like things come in threes right so i was like no i'm good um I'm going to Lauterbrunnen. So Lauterbrunnen wasn't even on my list to even come to. But I'm superstitious, yeah. so I'm like on my way here. I'm like, let's go. Didn't
0: tell anyone, just came to Lauterbrunnen. Jeez, I can't remember the last time we hung out. Whoa. K.O.? Yeah like, 15? 2016? Were you I wasn't there in 16. Yeah, I was there, there in 15.
1: 15. Okay, I went there in 15.
0: Um, wow, okay. It, so it it's could even there. longer than that. Because um, um, I know I've seen you. Because we met in uh, Istanbul, 2014. At the Pro Base World Cup, pro World Cup showdown or yeah. something, something The one where the weather was so bad and weather wasn't great. We went go kart racing yeah, one yeah. day. The winds even the first day the winds were nuking yeah. off uh, off the uh the bright side of the building and it was Go-donate some serious cross. money on that comp. It was like
1: 10,000 yeah. 10, euros. And I don't think anyone got paid out. No, 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 no. That was the
0: that was the year before. Oh, okay. Uh, so, because I remember going into it, a bunch of people didn't come because, like, I guess the payout didn't happen. Or
1: there's an awesome picture of Rami, yeah, uh, uh, slipped on the exit and running down the face of the building. Yeah, and then does a flip because it had been raining and it was like <laughs> a slip and slide on the exit. I'm not <laughs> surprised. I
0: mean, like, yeah. He,
1: he, he, like, smashed it. Like, just did a yeah. front flip and was just, like,
0: boom. Uh, our year was the year that Momo got hung up on... He had oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah, he, yeah. He lost his balance or, like, kicked the corner as he went over and then, like, got hung up about halfway down on the... That's uh, right. It was like a weather vane. On vein. the weather vane. Yeah, yeah. And then,
1: like, the, the guy was, like, yeah. getting him out oh, and he yeah. was hanging on. And yeah,
0: because yeah. He, he had an all-black canopy with a red center cell, which was the same setup as one of my canopies and uh we're all looking over the edge trying to figure out who what the fuck happened and uh someone's like oh i think that's randy i see black with red and i'm look over like nope i'm 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 right here i'm I'm good (laughs) like uh it's not me (laughs) but but yeah luckily the they they use the window crew to uh did they
1: even stop the jumping i don't think they did uh
0: i i
1: don't i feel like i they feel did, like no uh, i'd like to think they did but i think that they carried on
0: something. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me i i know i had already put the rigs away for yeah. the day because it was super windy that it day. was windy yeah. and i got thirsty and you know some things just don't go together yeah shouldn't go together <laughs> um yeah that was a good time we had uh brett because you know, we had a little room like uh I'd never met you before and now I was like, Oh, we're gonna be roommates um
1: Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was it was supposed to be you, me and Brett and then Brett found found other accommodations and it was you, me, and um we had a couple of people, but I, I can't remember who was there. <laughs> was My memory's so short. Right, yeah. It's I do like, like, like see like. faces, but I also don't want to drop names because some friends became really good friends <laughs> in our bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm just going to well, try and sleep through this. Well, but you guys know who you are. And if you listen in, we still it, remember. Right? <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm intentionally forgetting your names. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's some fun stuff though but so so that I feel like that trip was one of your first trips back after you got smashed really bad in uh was it Kamalia Kamalia, yeah, so I got really messed up there.
1: That was a silly mistake. I was getting overconfident, you know, and I think that 's what really screws us over in this sport is that we get complacent um and i don't know, I think because I was a Benadorm the week before, I think it was and you know we did that competition i came second at that thing so landing on like a dime is like oh it's easy and anyway, i went to kamali and i don't know i went up and i think deuce Dougs couldn't jump because he was like hung over and then they asked me to uh jump on i was like yeah absolutely and i forgot my helmet i, I remember forgetting my helmet and i can't remember who, who i was with on the jump got in the van and we're driving off and i went Oh, it's just a skydive, It's fine, yeah. But with a base rig, yeah. And I ca- we went about a couple more minutes, and I was like, "Guys, you need to, we need to turn around, and go and grab my helmet." And they were like, "Oh, come on, like what the fuck?" And I was like, "Sorry." So he ran back. I went and grabbed my helmet, and then fucking 15 minutes later, that's what saved my life. Yeah, yeah. Because I I remember seeing the the dent in it, and it had that been your skull? Dude, if that was my skull, I'd be I wouldn't. I'd be another statistic and. And it would be like the guy could have worn a helmet, you
0: if, know. If I'm not mistaken, though, that was still like a, a skateboard helmet or something. It wasn't like a hardcore. I think it was helmet, like a TSG or something. Okay. And uh, because I, I remember seeing the divot in the side of it, like like where it punched through. But if it was a but G3
1: or something like that, I think it would have been destroyed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I'm glad that the majority of base
1: jumper world are now, like, folks, you know, like, let's get snowboard helmets, or let's get skateboard helmets. Yeah, and
0: stuff like that. dude, I, I tell you, and I'm not sponsored by uh, Tonefly, but I when I can jump, I, I have the ice, which is, like, rated for, it's crash rated for everything. Um, and so I, I wear it for everything. Um, and But, yeah, before I, that, I had skateboard helmets.
1: I had a G3 for a while, and I spoke to, when I was working at G-Form we we got to work on that.
0: <laughs> Sorry, no offense. <laughs> the, uh, no, no, no. I I can get beers. Um, yeah, Yeah no, it's just the I don't think they've mopped up here. We So we're in the upstairs floor of, or the upstairs bar at the Horner. And they you know it's sticky. Yeah, yeah and it's the, like what you're hearing is maybe some feet. <laughs> uh, it's way less sticky on my side of the bar because they let me sit on the backside. Of it. props or thank you to the Horner. My my, uh, i guess they're a sponsor. They're, yeah, they yeah. are a sponsor they give me the space to record and uh the latitude to now you just need to uh negotiate free beers while we do
1: a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's uh but uh what he's saying about g3 yeah
0: yeah yeah. so no, i had I can't, a g I, I don't i like the wind in my face <laughs> me too now uh uh skydiving even then now like i don't Unless I plan to go really steep in a wingsuit and then... Because I, I like to wear sunglasses when I skydive. I, I rarely wear proper sky gear. Um, if I go really steep, then, like, my eyes will start to, like, water. And that's when I'm like, okay, if we're this is the kind of flying we're going to do, then I need to wear my G3. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I wear my ice and a pair of sunnies. Yeah. Um, well, before I finished working with G-Form, you know,
1: I made them get me so inside the g inside the g3 i got them to help me mold some g form inside the helmet yeah so i had this like little custom helmet thing G, I don't know if it would actually work i'm not sure but for me it was like a, a little bit of peace of mind and even some,
0: though sometimes peace of mind is better than
1: nothing right yeah you know and like i like the g3 but then when i started wearing my ski goggles and and having that you know, wind in your face. I'm like, yeah, it's so much better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think, because I well, I got into motorcycles after I was a skydiver, but I think all one of the things the the common correlation for me is wind in the face. Like, I I yeah. like to feel like I'm going fast. I like to you know like um, turn it on. And when when you cover that, even the the few times that I've really been thankful for a full face helmet. It was in the rain you know yeah, which yeah. which you know like with tandems or anything else like that if you're jumping in the rain like yeah being able to shut that visor is nice But well, i wish last week i had a full face because i was at brento probably like four
1: days ago and there was these two brazilian guys i never met they were awesome and uh i turned around i was like let's let's make a three-way and i was like yeah i'll, I'll just follow you guys i'll film you or whatever we jumped off and then suddenly... Smart up,
0: move, if you don't know people. If you don't know people. <laughs> yeah, i you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then they were flying okay. So I was like, okay, but they were a little bit too slow. So I, I just edged ahead. And then I look over and I'm starting to pick up the pace and they're smiling like, yeah, okay, let's ramp it up. So we ramped it up, ramped up. I look back across. The wind caught the edge of my goggles. Ping, straight down to my neck. And I was like, oh, I can't see a thing. I
0: look back and I'm like
1: eyes wide open yeah
0: it was like i, I wish it was a video podcast because i'm over here <laughs> doing like squinty eyes like yeah i've been there where you're like yeah like, you're like stick your head down and try and look yeah. up <laughs> yeah that's that's part of the it's i mean that's and that's what you do when when uh i mean you deal with what's what happens right yeah and, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like cause you want to make the most out of a jump even when it goes a little bit sideways
1: yeah, yeah. the worst uh, is the goggles came down yeah yeah
0: it's not compared to matt do you remember
1: matt blank's video Mm. he was in alaska somewhere and forgot to put his visor down on like some proximity line jumped off yeah and then remembered his visor is like you can see it in the video still up and halfway through like the inflation part he like reached up (laughs) slammed his visor down and went back
0: into flight that's beautiful you're a
1: fucking badass (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i love that dude he's awesome
0: same same i i have zero bad experiences with matt and he's another one that i hope to uh to have a conversation with on here yeah he's a cool dude yeah um so with uh i there's so many directions i could go with this and and i was I was really stoked when Brian was like, yo, Jamie's in town. And I was like, shit, I did not put notes together, you know, like this, you know, which maybe that's best because um, we could talk about military stuff, base stuff, MMA stuff. And I was like ah, all over the place, like the, all the things that like we kind of have in common and things that I that I uh, I guess I appreciate that you share, you know, via social media and just with your friends and. Um, but, uh, with, with base, I, I want to keep it with base for a minute before we, before, before we, we go wild, we go <laughs> like, uh, what, uh, how did you find the Sky Sports? Oh, this, obviously being, I was a part of the parachute regiment
1: and then third, third Paris. Yeah. We, we are a bit crazy dudes, which,
0: and which, which is. Is actual an entire note. Not Sorry, I interrupted. Um, but I was like, yeah, third pair. So I was like, well, that's a whole... But but I knew that's, a, like, uh, most dudes find the jumping sports from the military. Yeah, from the military. When you're, you're yeah. sat there doing six to
1: 800 feet military mm. rounds out of C C-130, I mean, that's pretty much a big base jump out of a plane. And these rounds where you can't really steer them, you just, like, accept the landing you got given, that's pretty sick. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I saw a picture of Dukes on a friend's wall. Yeah, which is pretty fucking crazy actually, because I saw like this is how I saw the sport. I saw a picture of Dukes. Yeah, in a big huge poster of my friend's wall. I was like, Did you have a mohawk? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an old picture of him back in KL. And then all these years later, it's now we're friends, and I was like, That's pretty fucking mental. Yeah, like how it's come like full circle from me walking to my friend's room being like that that's pretty cool what's that and my friend explained to me what base jumping I was like that's what I want to do yeah and then at that point we had no idea of how to do it so we started bridge swinging we had like ropes and we started doing like swinging under bridges and stuff like that and trying to like imitate what what a base jump would be like and see if we had their balls to do it and then we started researching it and I, I think I sent as one of those losers who go on like a forum and then comment and be like, "Hey, I've done a bunch of bridge swinging and I want to get into base jumping." Clearly, I got lit up straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Basejumper.com, like God ten years ago. <laughs> I
0: remember I used to log on just to wa- just to scroll through and read the drama. <laughs> like, uh, dude, yeah. I posted
1: that like ten. Well, well, I've been base jumping now like ten. This is my eleventh season, so ten years. 11 years ago I posted this fucking post yeah within a minute I've got like I don't know 50 comments calling me an asshole. I was like delete and then I was like okay let's rethink this <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and I went uh, and like contacted the skydive oh. center
0: and that was that was early days like baby social media like like yeah, nothing like, like you can get blown up now for something no you know, like I was I was
1: hazed bad I was yeah. like holy yeah these guys are hunts
0: mm. and then
1: you know but the old school guys
0: were a bit harsher i think you know back at, back then yeah 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 it was when i learned to uh skydive i started skydiving 2002 or three like you didn't talk about base jumping like like base jumpers were like the fat old maybe they were riggers maybe they did some other stuff but like you didn't talk about that at the drop zone, like they, like when it was when they wanted you to come around. It was almost like joining like a motorcycle club or something. Mm-hmm. It was like when you were ready, if you showed enough interest and you were cool, like they would like bring you in. You know, it was it was a different time. You know, and base jumpers were not athletes back then either, by any stretch. You know, like my base jumping
1: career started. It was messed up. I was trying to get this guy, a big dude. Yeah, was trying. I was trying to get him to take me to base jump, and he was like, "Yeah, next weekend. Maybe next weekend. Maybe next weekend." And then I looked at yeah. it. And I was like, "Fuck! I'm going to ba I'm, I'm going to Afghanistan in like two weeks' time. Like, I want a base jump before I go to Afghanistan." Yeah, I was like, "I've already been before, and I've been to Iraq before." So I was like, "You know, I'm pushing my luck there." So I was like, "Okay, I want a base jump." So I contacted everyone and I went around every single person. I was like, take me base jumping, take me base tracker. No one wanted to take me base jumping. I was like, you know
0: what? Fuck you guys.
1: How hard can it be?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like, there weren't courses or things? There, or there were courses, but like, I didn't, I I didn't have that, the time. Yeah, I, was, I know the time frame. They weren't yeah. that, like, accessible. you know, they, like, are, they were, but they were. It was weren't. like, get over to yeah. Tom's
1: course in the mm-hmm. States. didn't have money for that. I was about to deploy. I had like two weeks. So I bought a rig. And uh, I heard everyone in our Sky center talking about, like, this jump, and you had to go there, and you had to, like, free fall past the guy. Like, it was a power tower, and you had to pitch at, like, the second wire, yeah, so that you were under it when you opened and all this stuff. And I was, like, listening, listening. I was, like, okay, taking notes. So I went down there, did my recce on it, my reconnaissance, and, you know, I was in the Army. Like, I was in a
0: unit where we did reconnaissance. I knew how to do it, you know. So it, it wasn't. Sorry, I was pointing. <laughs> it this. Yeah, half, half of my base, like uh, you know, scouting shit is just stuff I applied from the. And the some military. base jumper
1: telling me how to yeah, yeah. do reconnaissance. I'm like, I, I I I fully know how to do it, buddy. Oh, yeah. Like I, I get paid for this shit, you know. <laughs> different kind of recon,
0: different kind, but
1: still. So yeah. I ended up like going up on this jump, and I was like, fuck it. Stood up there honestly for an hour, yeah, like middle of the night. And I was, like, holding the pilot chute, but the bridle was going out the bottom and straight to the bottom of the bump in, I was like, uh, this isn't right. This is not what I saw in the videos. Yeah, and I was like, well, what about if I just pick it up and tuck it in? Now it's out the way. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I had no idea that's how you're meant to do it. Anyway, I, like, ran off, gave my two-second delay. I did loads of crew, so actually, like, jumping in sub-terminal wasn't, you know, it wasn't...
0: Well, and, and, and canopy skills are probably one of the most important things you can bring to base and if you do crew then you probably if you're not if you do crew and you're not dead you probably do some all right canopy skills yeah so the yeah. canopy open i remember ever giving a two second
1: delay pitching opening and going "Ah, oh, is this it this is base jumping wow <laughs> <laughs> and I, right. flew, I flew in i landed in the land area and i was like oh okay so i got my rig up i walked back i was like i want to do a game i went to the park you know this is an illegal jump we're meant to like stash our gear get in the car drive off and you're like yeah one more i was like <laughs> yeah hey, one more so i also didn't really know how to pack i mean i knew how to pack but it took me like you know an average student like an hour and a half to pack so i put my headlights on on my car put my tarp out packed yeah went back up did another jump went back to the drop zone the next day yeah and i told uh I'm going to name drop him. I, I told That's fine. No, I told fine. Alistair McCartney. I probably... <laughs> <laughs> uh great, great
0: book. If if you want to read... Uh, What's the name of his book? Uh, the, I don't quick know. plug. Uh, something about... Uh, something about insanity. Look it up. I, I look at... Uh, I'm already on airplane mode. Um, uh, oh, shit. It's no, no. It's it, it it deserves the plug. Yeah, but does. please continue with your, your story and I'll, I'll pull it up. So I told
1: Alistair. I was like, yeah, I did this. And he was like, you're an idiot yeah you're, like, you're gonna die doing this like you, you, you're not sensible and I was like oh that was pretty harsh and then I was like well whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a harsh sport <laughs> yeah and I was so naive at that point point. and I ended up like going Afghanistan and then coming back and uh and I want to get into base jumping but I was like how do I how, how do I get into the sport safely now but I've already like done a, a handful of jumps and uh, wasn't really sure what what avenue to go down. So I carried on jumping with a guy who'd done a course who was in my regiment. And he he basically regurgitated everything that he got taught to me. So we did like 30 or 30, 35 jumps together. And he literally, this guy had just come off a course, was just regurgitated. I was like, it is the blind leading the blind. Yep, I was there. Yeah. yeah. And eventually I went to Canada. I went to Toronto and a guy called brad vale yeah and i told i was teaching him crew he asked me to come over to teach him crew i taught him crew and then one day at the end of the course i told him i was a base jumper and he was like well why didn't you say that i've been base jumping like eight years or whatever time it was that point point." and I, he asked me what my experience was so i told him and he was like dude if you had told me that at the beginning of the week i probably wouldn't have done your crew course you're an idiot <laughs> yeah and i was like oh thanks buddy he's like but now you're here. I want you to extend your holiday an extra week, um, and I will teach you. I will be your mentor in base jumping. And he—that's that, ba- a
0: bold, that's a big deal when someone says, "I will." I don't use the M word lightly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a big deal. And the rules were he went and he went in and borrowed a bunch of
1: guy. did one base rig at the time, and he had a handful. And he went around the local jumpers in Toronto and borrowed rigs for us. So we had a few rigs per night, and we went out and he taught. We did three or four jumps a night, and then during the daytime, I had to pack every rig of his and mine, and then he would go to work. And at the by the end of the day, I would have finished packing the rigs, and then, you know, we go out and charge all night again. So that was literally how I started my base jumper career, and he he honestly he hands down yeah is the reason I'm probably still alive and wasn't
0: because of crazy crazy lo- lunatic that's fucking awesome yeah so wh- while while you were telling that story I was listening uh but uh the book I was referring to is Alistair McCartney's Perfect Madness Escaping the Confines of Conformity Making Impossible Possible and Redefining the Road to Success in Your Life uh, so he wrote that a few years ago, and uh, I read it. That's I, I don't, I, yeah, I read it, and I, I I printed out the the calendar and and I, I put in some things, and there are still things that was like 2014. I forget when I read it, but I read it after it first came out because um, I I was I'm a, I'm a hungry little base jumper sometimes, especially if someone takes you know, publishes a book. But uh, yeah, I followed it, and I still there's still a few habits that I do from that book, but and not not to derail it, but Alistair, he 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 uh, he did the wingsuit jump, the, the first planned uh, wingsuit landing without um, without using a no, parachute. No, no, that's Gary Connery. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm <laughs> just forgetting. I'm just getting <laughs> mixing all you Brits up together. Sorry, sorry, uh, my bad. Um,
1: Alistair was the poppy appeal. They did the the Royal British Legion, and they okay. flew off the Iger and. Uh, had the poppy wingsuit for the veterans and stuff like that
0: my bad my bad and also sorry alistair gary i, w- I would like to talk to both of you someday but uh, <laughs> i'll do my homework i promise because <laughs> i don't know you guys but
1: um yeah no I, no I, years I, later alistair and i even though that day he told me that he would he told me straight to my face i will never jump with you we will you know we i don't want anything to do with you and your bass drummer career and all these years later we're really good friends and we've jumped together, and we've been on trips together. That's you know? awesome. So stuff comes around, and people change, and I think that that's well, something that we need to, to to understand, especially in this sport, because there's a lot of people that, you know, when they start off, they're crazy lunatics, and they grow up. And yeah. we don't, and we just stick with. And come around, you know. And they come a, around right. and understand, and, and they actually grow up. And I don't think that we give these people enough credit. we just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, they were egotistical. They were assholes. They were this. They were that. And you're like, but people change.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we all take certain things. We we all bring our life experience into base, right? And to some degrees, we apply it or we apply what we know to life. And base is now a part of our life. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I see people... I've seen it over the years where people are like, Oh, you know, we're like, you know, like I've never had to have that conversation. Like we will never be friends. Like you, <laughs> you, you you are demonstrating things that I don't, I've never had that conversation. Cause I, I've, I've learned to sort of like spot the indicators and be like, mm, that person's at arm's distance until they get out of this phase. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and being in the Valley as often as I am, like you see it all the time, but, but it's like, um, I used to get wrapped up in it. Yeah. I don't know
1: why. I used to get so involved and be yeah. like so offended and so, like, angry at people. Like, you should do this. You, you should, should do this. Do like, uh, now. And now I'm like, okay, well,
0: let's see if you're still here in a few years. And if you are, yeah. then maybe we could be friends. Dude, I, I think everybody's on their own journey. Some people are on longer journeys than others. Yeah. I'm hoping for the longest fucking journey possible because the, there's no guarantees after this. Like uh, So... Love you, Chris. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Chris Baker. Forgot what episode she is, but she's on. She's been here. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone's on their own journey, and it's not like I. And that's something that it took time for me to understand was that I'm not the base police. Like I'm not here to tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Like if you're gonna do something that I think fucks up the valley or like messes up something that I'm involved with, then then, then maybe I'm gonna let you know like that I disagree yeah. you know but if it's if you're not messing with what I'm doing or like what like and it, but if it seems grave I will you know out of just because I don't I I value life much more than I used to and I will uh I, I would say something enough to like for my own conscience to be clear as i guess if that makes sense yeah yeah is that that's almost selfish in its own right you know just saying it so that i don't feel bad but you know what i had to learn that the
1: hard way i learned that because someone came up to squamish <coughs> and uh he landed, i don't know you know squamish but there's a highway no i've never jumped there no and it's and usually in a big aura or, or, or a big wingsuit you should definitely get over the highway easy um, but this jumper, I wasn't there the first day, but he opened, landed on the side of the highway. And then one of the other jumpers came at me and was like, Jamie, can you can you have a word with him and be like, uh, tell him that, you know, he needs to s- sort his stuff out. And I said, look, dude, I can't I can't just walk up to someone I don't know and be like, hey, your wing suit sucks.
0: I mean, did you even see what happened? No. I no so there. you're taking the word so to somebody else. I'm taking the yeah, word so and the video. Uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, but on, uh, the, on the flip side, of that is yeah. like...
1: Uh, the next jump, I you know I had a word with him. I was like, "Hey, maybe take your GoPro off. Like, I'll film you uh, from the top. We can check out your exits. We can see how you fly." Um, and he was a little bit worried. And then he went in on that next jump. And then at that point, were you flying? Over I time? wasn't flying with okay. him. I was on the exit. Um, but that point made me a bit realize that sometimes we do have to step in. Yeah. A- and say like, "Hey, you you even though someone's come to you." And said, maybe just the slightest of advice might help, you know. And it's a fine line because as soon as you... I've given people advice that I hate my guts today, yeah. Yeah. Because all I'm trying to do is help them for their benefit. And they will, like, to this day, they probably like, Jamie's a fucking cunt, And yeah. I'm like,
0: yeah, but I was only trying to help. That's a tough line to walk, yeah. right? With, like, uh, because you can't remove ego i mean you can try as hard as you can no
1: you can't can't but but we all
0: have it right and like when you approach someone you don't know what they've just been dealing with and where they're coming from or what they're thinking and so you can be like you can do your best to be like bro like uh i have observed some things that i a trend that i think maybe isn't the best and you should maybe consider something else but but it's weird telling someone else like yeah. you're that i don't agree with what you're doing and but i'm saying this because i th- i want you to live yeah, yeah right isn't that a weird that's thing how, that's uh, how i
1: look at like if, oh. I'm, if i'm giving you advice
0: i'm giving it because i like yeah. you and i want to
1: Well, i don't know but then it comes across sometimes and i'm not the best person to go and speak to someone because i'm like yeah and i, I I know that I
0: can't. It's better if I wrote it down and I'd be like, here, read this message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> write, it, write it down and then step away from it and then come back and read it and then erase a bunch of things and yeah. then write it again. Yeah, 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 no, No, I'm with you. And, that, and that's why I hate messages as well because you also can't read tone. Yeah. And I'm a the kind of person that you need to see my body language and you need to understand the tone that I'm coming to you with not at you. I try not to come at people with anything, but I, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a challenging thing.
1: In the military, you know? we used to. You did something stupid, and the guy'd be like, walk over to you and be like, bah, 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 and probably punch you, and then that would be it. And then you'd completely have a beer two seconds Different later for an environment. Yeah. I know, but like I, that's my adult life from yeah. being sixteen and joining the army to then leaving. The way that I learn and the way that I, you know, give people advice. Yeah. It's not a legitimate way of doing it. No. Uh,
0: well, yeah. and the way a Marine can come at me w- back when I was in, you know, and be like, hey, like, like different. There's yeah. a different environment, different uh, culture, communication, though a l- many jumpers come from the military. Right. Yeah. So like, so we all kind many of us have that in common. But but there's a way that Marines can talk to each other the to to get to a point that you can't just do that with base jumpers no. like you can't just do that with anybody you no. know I mean, and I, the, the with problem i've
1: all. had was you know coming to civil industry is that you know i've brought all these things that i've learned and the way that i talk and the way that we tell stories you know like for a long time i struggled so in the military we tell a story you tell a story about something and then when you've finished i will tell something about a very similar situation and then that actually bonds us closer as friends because, you know, I've now had a similar experience. And then you look over and Buddy over there is now telling a story about his thing. But civilians don't see that as a bonding situation. They're seeing, mm. you're trying to top my story. No, and you're like, i like, just no, trying to relate. relate. I'm just trying to, I, relate. We're trying to relate. trying to relate. And people get all butthurt about it. And you're like, mm. what? And I spent a long time in my life being like what the fuck is wrong with these people <laughs> like i was just trying to bond with them and now they've like gobbled off like fuck
0: them sorry your stories are better <laughs> than theirs sorry
1: <laughs> and uh, you know all i'm trying to do is try to be f- mm-hmm. be friends but the way that we are friends in the military is way different to how people communicate in real life and that's right. been one of the struggles of my, I, I think i've now i still walk that fine line and sometimes cross it uh but I'm starting to really understand like, how I can tell a story. And sometimes you just don't tell that story.
0: Yeah. No, I, and, I, the, and actually podcasting has uh, taught me a lot about that um, because I, I have to re-listen to these things, right? And then, then I'm like, oh, I just talked over him or things like that. But uh, when I'm not recording and I'm having a conversation with somebody, like, and sometimes I'm almost practicing in my head, and I find myself almost like one-upping. And I don't mean to, but because I'm trying to relate. But I'm like, oh, I have something like that. But somebody almost died. You but, know? Or so how many uh, years did you? How yeah. many years did you in the military? Uh, all in all, uh, probably eight or nine. Like it, it's, I've got broken time and, and all sorts so of bullshit. So that's eight or nine years yeah. of your younger adulthood when you start learning but to be it's, an adult. I mean, shit. It's like I still kind. I'm a, I'm still around it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, I so mean, yeah, I'm still, a, I'm still a, with it with that right, protection yeah. and contract and stuff. You know, like, but. But, but, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, you, I, I'm with you, where you, it comes off like you're one upping someone, but you're really just trying to relate. Yeah. Right. We just,
1: we, us military guys are just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like us or hate us, like, we don't really care. Yeah. But we are trying to, like, yeah.
0: Well and I spent a lot of time like uh like sort of almost like trying to bury that and then I realized that like I don't have to bury it. I have to like accept it and then like heal. I th- I think maybe heal is the wrong Grower. term. Grow yeah, maybe grow is Grower. better. Yeah, where it's just like uh it, it was what it was and I did what I did and I, I you know, it's like um I I just like base, I trained myself to be prepared, you know, and others trained me to be prepared for the things I saw, you know, in, in uniform, just like base, uh, thankfully people trained me and took me under their wing and prepared me and still here, you know, like, like I've got, you know, easily, I would say three like incidents that i could have not walked away from you know but um yeah you know so it's, it's similar like the the things that we learned in our our military careers that that apply to our base but you just
1: i apply know. all like a lot of my base jumper is applied from what i learned in the military be it like the way that we do our gear check you know head to toe and toe to head i'm good to go
0: yeah. God, I wish this was like a video <laughs> recording because I'm just over
1: here like nodding. Yeah. like Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep, yep Hundred percent. Right. And uh, and I, I I continue that. I do exactly the same. Maybe a chin right. strap. Like, you know, we all know how to do gear check, but you go back up and you do a second run of it. Chest straps, leg straps. Yeah.
0: That's number one.
1: Yeah. And it was just like you d- you do all this stuff, and then even stuff like you know keep it simple, stupid. You know I I hi- I I believe that our sport is very simple. You know, like, it's an easy sport on paper. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%.
1: On paper, every our sport isn't very complicated. You know, in real life, it takes a lot more, you know, but it's still, you know, like...
0: But when you introduce variables that are not on paper, like, like the,
1: yeah. yeah, and that's it's a little weird. But the thing is, in the military, especially, like, in higher regiments who are, like, Marines or the paras or whoever, you know, like... We get taught, you know, like, the plan will only last until the first contact with the enemy. Meaning that as soon as you step off that edge of that cliff, the whole plan you've got on could just go completely to shit. Then you rely on SOPs and And training. And you need to work on your training. Yeah. And you need to go through what you know. So just charging after jump numbers, sure, you'll get experience and you'll be like, oh, I've got all these jump numbers. But if you use every single jump as, like, a training jump know you it's got to be fun it's got to be entertaining it's like it can't be just training but if you turn around and be like i want to work on my exes mm-hmm. so you solely work on your exes and make like go- set goals for yourself in the sport and you know i think i think that's the way forward rather than chasing a number tra- trying to get to that thousand jump mark or
0: whatever mm-hmm. you know like you need to
1: to to break it
0: break it down and like yeah. train I tell you, that that 1K, 1,000 base jumps, used to be, like, the mystical number, and now it's become, like, a, I know a thing, you know? Like, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I guess it's good. I mean, it's always good for the sport when you get more people doing something, right? Yeah. Because I remember, like, my first, when I hit 1,000 in skydiving, it was, like, not that big of a deal. And I still, I'm, I'm still having 1,000 in base, but... But yeah, it's just is the. W- it depends on where you are in your own career when wh- when those numbers. I'm not taking anything away from anyone that's done yeah. a thousand jumps, uh, sky or base. But I, it depends on where you are in your career, and I, and every jump is personal, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so it's like, it, it is what it See, is. See, I think a yeah. jump
1: jump number when you turn around and you can you've done everything in the sport. You know, like I'm competent. In tracking, wingsuiting, slider down, slider up. Aerials. Aerials. Uh, and yeah. you don't have to be good at all these. But once you get to that point where you're competent, you can do everything in the sport. Slider up, slider down. That's yeah. when you start Banded learning. shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, we go back to the mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu days. You know,
0: like, you don't really start learning until you're a black belt. Right, you're a, you're a twenty stripe white belt. In fact, uh, when you're a bla- I saw it on a meme the other day. Yeah. A black belt's just a twenty stripe white belt. That
1: makes sense. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, oh it's well true. Well like by the time you get to a black belt, you've 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 That's now understood the basics. Yeah. But you know the four uh, something that I've always related base you know martial arts and base jumping to is the four stages of learning. Have you heard of this? Uh, so like. At the beginning, you're unconscious incompetence, so you're unaware of the skill that you lack in proficiency, and then you're consciously incompetence, yeah, you're conscious that you don't know what you're
0: doing, and, oh,
1: uh, fuck, have I fucked this up?
0: That's fine, I, if if you do, I can add it to the show notes, I already, I'm making a note as we speak, but I like this, for stages of learning, so you're on, un- you don't Oh, know here, you go, here going, we go, here we go, yeah, so I got, I got it wrong, so it's... Just edit this out and fucking and do nah, it. it probably won't, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm reading it um, because I don't. I, I understand it. I just don't. I can't articulate it as mm-hmm. clever. But so at the beginning, you're unconscious incompetence. So you're unaware of the skill that you lack of proficiency. And you're incompetent. You don't even know. Yeah, you don't you're even know.
0: You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you go to conscious incompetence. Now you know that you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to conscious competence that's when you start getting creative you start like sort of like okay. blue belt
0: maybe uh, well mm. they
1: they think that conscious incompetence is a blue belt and okay, the purple yeah. belt is a conscious competence okay. and then the fourth one is unconscious competence okay so you're performing the skill that becomes automatic yeah so if you use those stages in base like try and relate it to base jumping in a, in a way mm-hmm. yeah and you have those stages because there's a lot of people that are you know
0: unconsciously incompetent you know they've just come off a base course and dude i was there i was here in the valley and i was com- to- for sure incompetent and yeah. r- we've all been there yeah. we've all yeah, been yeah, there yeah, we, yeah. we're
1: doing shit that we had no idea uh-uh. what could do. like the the idea that i went up and did a base job by myself at night time at two in the morning that uh, completely showed that i was unconsciously incompetent I was
0: an idiot yeah well when when we met uh in Istanbul, that was my first daytime building legal i I had never i mean I had plenty of buildings, but I had never jumped off of one in the daytime, certainly didn't have permission, so like standing up there and like you know seeing traffic, seeing power lines oh, sorry uh seeing like uh, everything going on, I was like, shit. Yeah. Like, like, there's a, like, I prefer jumping at night where I can't see all, the, you know, like there, yeah. but it's, it goes right into that. It's like where I, I would rather not know, but yeah. But even then, like like that was, when we met was probably my most dangerous period of base jumping where I was, I was, I had regular access to the valley. I, you know, I was jumping all the time. Like just, I did not have the proper, not that I, I don't even know what proper introduction is, you know what I mean? Like do we, I do we really know what it takes proper introduction? Uh, I think everybody's different. Like yeah. I, I think I but I think with all the FJCs that are out there, like any knowledge is better than no knowledge, right? Yeah,
1: but I'm not shitting on anyone. But like, what it take to be a bass
0: instructor? Uh, I mean, what? Mean? It takes
1: you enough to convince a student to pay you to. Teach you yeah. No, and
0: that's just like the 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 uh, ads for this bullshit. Like, I've never <clears> taken <throat> money for bass like to teach. Like, I, I, there are five or six people out there that can say I introduced them to bass. Uh, one of them is no longer with us, and what he did, uh, I did not teach him to do that, that killed him. I fucking what it was my best friend. Yeah. Uh, still fucking miss like every day. I, that one hurts, but I didn't. What, what he did. I wasn't... I, I didn't teach him to do any of that shit. Like, But mm. maybe... I don't know. That one's one I'm always going to think about. But... Yeah, I'm with you. Like, we don't... Uh, what What is the standard? We don't have we, we a don't standard. We don't have
1: a standard. And I, I would really like there to be one. Mm-hmm.
0: No, don't get me wrong. I, I
1: teach one or two students every single year. Because when I first started uh, jumping... When I first started jumping, I, I literally had... I was an idiot. I taught... I tried to teach myself how to do this and I was extremely lucky yeah that I had a lot of crew background that saved my life yeah I was very lucky that this Canadian dude Brad helped me out yeah he didn't have to help me out yeah and I was just really excited you know that I think that I now need to give back to the the community and help these uh people who want to get into a sport now over the years I've changed my my stance I've changed the way that I do things and you know, I'm not that person I was when I first started jumping. So if I can pass on the information that I've learned over the years, yeah, I would like to do that every year possible. You know, and and now that's what I try and do. I teach one or two people how to jump and I enjoy it. And I think that that's but it would be good if we had a standard. That goes against completely everything that we believe in. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah <that's, laughs> we we need a standard. And
0: I remember the days when it was like, oh, I'm gonna skydive or base jump because like fuck me, fuck skydive, you know? It's like, oh, all the rules, you know? Like, the, but that's well, maybe that's not just a North American thing. I think of it as an American thing because we have so many rules, and you know, we can't now we can't jump the national parks. So I always think that like, oh, uh, the rules. Fuck em, you know, like, uh, that kind of thing, but...
1: See, I I don't want there to be rules and strict thing, but... I don't either, but... But there's a point when we need to, like, sort our
0: shit out. I want our sport to be respected and, like, be... Uh, not, not just regarded. Um, everyone's like, oh, you're a base jumper? That's so cool, you know, right? Fuck that. Like, I want people to, like, be able to get, go to the base jumping store... And like buy a rig and go to an instructor and be like, teach me how to base jump. Yeah. You know, like I want, like uh, like you can do for skiing or or, uh, surfing or any of that stuff. Like I want, like I want our sport to be on that level. And like a hundred years ago, skiing and surfing were pretty wild things to do, and now they're like pretty standard activities that people get hurt doing all the time. But it's totally acceptable. Oh, I was skiing or whatever. You know, um, like I but think, this is I think I, our sport will get to that someday, I hope.
1: This is where I like, it, you know, like where where Dukes is taking his learn to base jump stuff. You know, like <sighs> he's he's got some rules set up. Yeah. And I only learned today that they have a pass and fail. <coughs> I didn't know that until today. Yeah. And he was like, we don't just give a free, you know, here's a ticket, you're now a base jumper. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we actually have a pass and fail. And I was like, that's exactly what we need.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, those that don't pass, they can still come back, you know, and and they can and still jump. Do do their things or, or like maybe go do some remedial, and then come back for another course. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah, there's yeah. a clause he in was, that yeah. with yeah. them. I know. Uh, but most of the schools are like, once you're a student, you're with us, you're always a student. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's. And then I, he. I don't he, mean to speak on behalf of learn to base jump.
1: But they also have a two-year rule on wingsuits.
0: Yep. That's sick. And first yeah. season, don't go down to Stuckelberg. That's, that's, a, oh that's yeah. a serious one. Yeah, you can't. If you go to Stuckelberg your first season, like, and then you're out. Yeah. Um, I think they,
1: they, these sort of little rules are, you know, is something that we we need, you know, because we need to learn from the mistakes that people yeah. have done before.
0: So, you know, my plan, because so I came from the um, mentor program, but... My mentor program was more like, okay, I'm going here. Who, which one of my friends knows somebody over here? Because I'm going to go jump that. And they would take care of me. You know, the first one was Twin. And then the Hawaii uh, crew took care of me in Hawaii until I had my shit together and uh, jumping off buildings. And then I would go somewhere else and uh, you know they 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 always someone was always looking out to me until I had a collection of objects that i could that, that i could apply certain techniques to right hmm. so i know there are holes in my game because i learned to jump objects until i could apply those concepts to objects i had never jumped before so uh when i come back in 2020 you know once my legs you know uh, healed ish uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna get set up with like dukes and and tag along on one of his like learn to base jump courses and you know 500 600 i don't know what my actual number is anymore because i've i've i don't log very well and i've ruined you know i've I've ruined at least two phones due to water landings when my phone is the where i log my my jumps so so i don't actually know my number but like and i i don't it doesn't matter but i i will go back to student status you know like no no ego just like fucking let's let's figure out what holes are in my game because like i know some stuff but there's a um, i know there's a lot of stuff i don't know because i didn't do anything like uh you know comprehensive you know but we need that
1: that, you know to understand that you always absolutely and like there's always you know in jujitsu they especially push out that you need to have that white belt mentality Mm -hmm. all the time and i find that like base jumpers we all go through these stages you know where we know what we, we we think we know everything and then suddenly we're like oh shit we we don't we don't know that much and now your experience and i tell you what i learned some stuff off the beginner base they come on they're like asking me for advice and i'm like well what do you think and they're like what and i'm like well uh, you have an opinion as well right what do you think about this weather and then they give you an explanation you're like holy crap that was that's really good. That's in a way that I didn't ever articulate it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I would learn from that, you know, or they tell you something that you're like, you knew already, but you needed reminding because we mm-hmm. we're humans and our brains are mush. And, you know, the base community know how to mush our brains out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's good to be reminded of some of the stuff that you might forget or, you know, but needs to be just dragged out of, well you know yeah does that make sense that
0: and i think you can you can never be i don't know it's always good to like hear different perspectives like i don't i don't want to be like closed off from like other potential new ideas if that makes sense just because this is the way that i was taught yeah Yeah, oh and that's my loose for i I hate in the base in the base world whatever the argument is or the discussion is especially if it gets a little bit like above casual and then it's like a little bit heated if the rebuttal is well my mentor then insert whatever the doesn't matter then I'm like mm, done where this this conversation's over because yeah. you can't you can't tell me you inherited that thought you inherited that and you can't prove it with science or any sort of like experience that you've done yourself you're just taking it from whoever your mentor is who might be a great base jumper I don't know may have sometimes I do but I don't I don't care like if you haven't tested that theory or or like been through that experience yourself done i am done talking about this because like that well well, my mentor well well well, fuck off (laughs) my
1: my students i tell them Mm -hmm. you know like i'm gonna teach you what i know now if you go away and you because i can't teach you like 27 different ways of doing something so i'm gonna teach you what works for me and then when you go away and you find something else and you're like wow that's completely different to what i got taught so I'm now saying, okay, to so all my students, I say, if you go and learn something, give me a call. Any time of the day or night, give me a call and be like, this is what I've just been taught. And I'm like, okay. And I could be like, wow, that's a really good a good idea. That's actually that's actually better than the way that I do it. Or I'd be like, I've actually tried that in the past. Yeah. Here's the pros. Here's the cons.
0: Here's why you don't want to do that. Yeah. Or here's why maybe, eh, it might work. It might work. In the situation. It, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. Um,
1: yeah, that, I like that. And I try yeah. and tell all my students like, don't don't be shy. I don't, any of my friends actually, or anyone listening to this, if you like, if you're not sure or something, just send me a message. Like, I'll I'll give you my opinion. I mean, it doesn't mean shit, but you know, like, it's it, you you should collate the you know all the ideas that you have, get opinions from everyone, and and work out what makes sense. Because our sport is so loose. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it still is loose. Yeah. It's
0: still it's not like a. Because stepping off a cliff... Yeah, please, please, sorry. Do whatever you need to do. It's, it's, it's your bar first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Well, uh, I'm so I'm keeping tabs on what we have. No dragged. worries, no Just worries. I didn't uh, want to pop into a video or something. That's uh, like no, no, <laughs> no, videos. Don't worry about the fast. Cheers. So do you have a full-time, like, are are you running uh, base courses? Or is it, like, uh, you know, on a case-by-case case kind if of thing? It's case case-by-case. I want to... Okay. Uh, I need to like the student.
1: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. It, you know, like I don't <laughs> want to. I don't fair. want to turn this into a job. There's plenty mm-hmm. of courses out there that turn it into a job and uh, and can do it. But yeah. I also want to give back to the sport that mm-hmm. I love so much and I'm so passionate about. Yeah, that actually doing teaching one or two people a year and mentoring them through that year and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is something that I would. You know, if I feel good about giving back, because I've I've also taken a, a lot from the sport. You know, I've I've earned my money. I've earned my money through the sport I've been sponsored through the sport I've you know for a long time I've made videos and whatever you know mm-hmm. so if you take something you should give it back is my belief you know so given the knowledge that I know I I want to pass on but then I also need to know the student I, so I I get them to come and meet me uh, I want to find out how they learn because the way that I teach is very it's my way and it's the military way and if you can't learn that way then there's absolutely no point in coming my course you know i'm not a teacher you know there's so many good teachers out there i'm just not one of those so if you can learn the way that i'm going to teach then perfect we can do it if you if i like you and we can actually like have a beer and get on and chat shit you know like then perfect right yeah and if i then see see something in you that has a bit more of a drive than i just want to give this a go and then stop base jumping like nah i want to see yeah. you come into this sport and a lot of my students have like i think four or five of my students have come in the sport
0: done their shit
1: and left and for me that's just success you know like i'm stoked on that
0: um, yeah like i i joke that bam bam was my last student like ever um dave bramlett uh I'm I'm not sure that's true but I won't it will be something like that where it's like because everyone before Bam Bam, they were already my friends, they were already close to me and it was like, Oh, this is what you want to do and you're serious and I, I can see this. So, okay. But the unfortunate thing for a lot of those people is that I was a baby myself at the time, you know, and then like when Bam came along it was like I was in that dangerous... I was in the danger zone, man. I was, that was the 2014 era when I was like... Yeah, I was I was learning some, like... Like, static line shit. Um, and I, yeah, I was just learning all sorts of stuff that, like... Uh, you know, I was relatively new to the Valley. And then... Uh, but I was here, and he was in Stuttgart, and it was like, well... I knew he was gonna do it one way or another. And it was better under my tutelage than fucking no tutelage. But... Um, yeah like i don't i'm not sure down the road i'm not saying i'll never teach again i'm also saying a for sure never run a school because i'm not financially motivated um especially within within base but it'd have to be like right place right time right person yeah makes sense and
1: you know like for me i charge what it covers you know my my costs you know of when i'm flying i'm coming from west coast canada you know, yeah. it's
0: not. How long have you been in Canada, British Columbia, right? Yeah, like three or four years. Yeah, you seem it's to be flourishing over there, man. Like, you know, it's. So I know we don't. I can't. Jesus, we were talking about this earlier. I can't even remember last time we saw each other, but it's been a minute. But like, I, I know you've been over there. You're you're jumping and you're doing some BJJ and some. Canada gym, changed my life. Brazilian jiu jitsu for the non, uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, and no, Canada changed my mind. Changed my life. And that was so good because I did a, a road trip across the states and it, like 2015 or 16. And I got to L.A. and missed my flight, you know, and had a good time that night. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I ended up, I, I was sponsored by a company that was in Vancouver. So I was like, hey, can you rent me a car and I'll drive up and see you? Because my visa just ran out of the states, and I missed my flight, and got to get out of the and country. I got out of the country because yeah. I'm never gonna be allowed where, back. What
0: what city were you in? Los Angeles. Oh, that's kind of southish to yeah. get out of the. Where, where were you going? Mexico or Canada? No, I wanted
1: to go. I wanted to go to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, think, "Why? You yeah, could go to Mexico. You'd like yeah, cross it's the like border. A, like an hour
0: and a half drive." Like. <laughs>
1: and I, 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 it's I had 24 hours to get out of america and i decided that it, a 20-hour drive would have been perfect so i went to canada across the border <laughs> i would have gone to mexico <laughs> I, I think <laughs> mexico would have been an easy way but i've never done anything easy so let's let's be honest uh so i ended up getting up there and i fell in love with the place and you know i end up in i've now ended up in squamish and you know we have a you know we got the chief there it's a you know 1,800 foot you know, a cliff there that's we got slider down, slider up, tracking, wingsuiting, like some gullies in there. It's pretty sweet. Um, and I, I don't know, my, my entire life has changed since being in Canada. I've been a little bit more open-minded. I've tried new things. I've changed the way I was living. Because before this trip in the States, you know, there was a bad... I went through a really bad, depress- depressive state. You know, bef- you know I, I don't know if it was the fact that I was in the army and the shit that we did while I was deployed in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, be it like the friends that I lost in that, be it the friends that I lost in base jumping, or be it my accident, or be in the whole fucking thing. Like, that's a lot of trauma to deal with in your life. So I, around 2014, 2015 time, I took an overdose and failed, yeah, and I really fucked myself up, and I was like shit I
0: took an overdose like like drugs like, like drugs like you some like, like, like out like yeah like, i was like, like like you intended
1: dude i was intended i sat on the side of this highway in england and just like fuck i'm done yeah and then i went to like i was found like three or four days later and taken straight to hospital yeah and i put something weird on facebook and a lot of people freaked out i was like oh you know that what did i say I I don't know I was like ah oh, that's it thanks guys and that was it and like people lost their shit and eventually I went to hospital and, and and I don't know all of it got to me way too much and I basically recovered from that and I was sat at home and I was like what am I gonna do so that's when I booked my flight to the states and I decided around 2015 I don't know if 15 or 16 I decided I'm gonna do a road trip and maybe I can sort my shit out sort my own life out and try and find me in quotations of like sort my life out so I went on that trip and ended up coming up to Canada and then that's when I started to really try and put everything together and recently is you know it's been a tough ride you know like all this shit and then one day I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast and he's talking about microdosing psilocybin or mushrooms and I was like You know what? Why not? Let's go. Why not? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it can't be any worse than where I thought I wanted to be. Right? Yeah. And do you know what's kind of funny about that whole story? Yeah, is people said to me, like, you took an overdose. I was like, yeah. It's like, you're in one of the most dangerous sports on the planet. Why didn't you just go out that way? I was like, that's scary. I don't know. Like, I didn't want to ruin my sport. Mm. I had so much love. Yeah, same.
0: I didn't want to be on the, I didn't want to be a statistic that way. And I don't, I never want to bring anything negative on our sport. It's like, like if, if I die base jumping, know that it was truly an accident. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out like that. Like, uh, uh, I'm not going to take that back on our, on our sport. No. And I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to
1: do that if I'm going to just go out the the easy way. Anyway, I I found shrooms and, and microdosing that and changed my fucking life, dude. Like, honestly, I was so surprised of like how i could use that speak to someone like speak you know speaking to someone actually fucking works like something that no one you know like
0: oh just talk just to somebody talk to someone no someone no broke. no really if there's anyone listening at least <laughs> talk to
1: someone and there's a lot of bass jumpers out there that do need to talk to someone because there's a lot of shit that goes down uh talk to someone because it actually fucking works and uh talking to someone microdosing yeah with the odd big dose helps <laughs> uh actually like completely do it and then living in canada where my life's a little bit more simpler you know i, I live in a tiny town and yeah. i get a base jump whenever i want i get to kayak i get you know you found martial arts as well like martial arts fucking changed my life too yeah. all this shit happened in like such a small space of time yeah and uh fuck, my life's changed
0: in canada I feel like I was watching that from the periphery, you know, like via you know the Instagram and Facebook and shit cause like we we don't get to see each other that often, yeah. you know we we trade a message here and there, you know, depending but yeah but but when we when you meet somebody and you have that connection, you know it's like that for me, that doesn't go away even even if I don't see you for three, four, five years, I still remember that time that we had that was so much fun, you know and and that's. That's where we were, and that's it, where we are, you know, for me, like, it, so to speak, if uh, if I, until the next time I see you, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, know? I always leave a
1: friendship, uh, yeah. as in, like, the, the same way I left chatting to you that time is the way that I'm going to walk in and see you next time, mm-hmm. and uh, I just can't, you know, it took me so long to deal with all this crap, yeah, that it was, like, I used, I used Facebook and social media, like, obviously, I was being paid to to go and base jump and fucking put amazing content up there so i couldn't spill my fucking heart out and be like oh yeah i'm struggling with life like no one wants to hear that shit mm-hmm. yeah and then i was like so basically i was always posting awesome stuff and i used it as a as a smoke screen and then some people could you say to me oh you're just an egotistical cunt and you're like actually i use that egotistical cunt to f- block you away from what's actually what's going really on
0: behind the scenes and i see that a lot now and that's scary yeah. like like it's scary and it's it's um, it's beautiful that you ha- you can articulate that but it's scary considering like how much we see on facebook and stuff and, and how much like, we what? believe Like, that's a mm-hmm. high uh,
1: that's a highlight reel
0: that's not who we are yeah and
1: recently i've changed my social media you know i've You know, yeah, I'm still sponsored. I'm still doing base jumping. I'm still showing the good things in life. But I'm also now trying to to show the the real who I am. You know, and if you like me, that's fine. I I love it. If you hate me, that's also fine. That's none of my business. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I'm now going to show you who I am. I'm a different person to the guy that base jumped by himself in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm also a different guy to the guy that, you know... Was that egotistical wanker years ago, you know? But we all have to go through stages in life to grow. Up. It's called maturity, you know. And and now I'm at a point now. I'm trying to share my experiences and and see if it can help anyone else. And you know what? If it can help one person, then at least it's something.
0: Yeah, but that's beautiful. Hey, do you mind if I take a piss real quick? Like I don't. No, I need a piss too. Okay. okay, let's we'll do a pause here.
1: <laughs> There's a but the pod, I was on a podcast called. Uh, the strenuous life podcast a couple months ago and it's this guy called stefan keston he's like quite he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and we was it was like a video and podcast and i sat there on this mat and we're chatting away and it's like a solid two hours and and i'm like okay dude i gotta go take a piss and he's like we can call it there i'm like no no fuck let's keep going like this is fine i just i just need to piss (laughs) you know but like a little kid but
0: yeah yeah and that's uh uh something that it's a consideration i guess you know like when when you got to do that and when you got to not um because this isn't live i can you know we we can make cut it, it down yeah or just bink bink and so then, the people listening
1: yeah. don't have to wait five minutes while we just took a piss Mm-mm. and chatted in the urinal
0: <laughs> No, because i i used to just hit like or not even stop recording and then because sometimes it just you just pick it back up and you start chatting and sometimes there's some gold that you just don't know is gonna happen Mm. but um yeah so so that that uh that was a that was a a a point in your life like i I don't want to i mean i i know i've been in some dark places um I don't think I've ever been that like. So I don't know if you have anything else you want to say. That I was remember, like, that.
1: It honestly was one of the darkest time in my life. You know, when I thought that there was no other way out, and now looking back, it's like there's always a way out. But when you're in those moments, and unless you're unless you've experienced it, you will never understand that there is nothing out out of it. And it, the scary thing was, I was still base jumping. I was still doing all my stuff at that same time but i was like massively depressed you know and people were like and and, you know if you saw me around that time i was also like 55 pounds heavier i was smiling all the time i was partying all the time everyone was like fucking hell he's always happy yeah and it just goes back and and it's only recently with uh what's his name from lincoln park um Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah uh lead singer
1: um what's his name Chester Chester. and there was a video of him the day before he committed suicide and he was like laughing and joking and it was at that moment when I realized that was exactly where I was and that's scary you know like you you might not you need to know who your friends are and if they're really like laughing joking like are they you know are they having dark times or especially if they're like the center of the the party all the time and Mm -hmm. I don't know you know, I, I, no one spotted it in me and yeah. I would really struggle to see my friends. So when I do see someone, I've asked one person before, Hey, are you all right? And then he's like, no. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so glad that I asked you. And he's like, but no one's asked me this before. He's another base jumper. And, and I, and he's just looking at me like, how did you know? And I'm like, cause I fucking had the same thing and I hid it so well. Yeah, that no one really knew. Everyone thought I was living this life. Yeah. And how can you complain when you're like, you're, you're base jumping all the time. You're getting paid to go out and do trips. What have you got to be fucking depressed about? You know, and that's the the, the hard thing. And, and maybe it's a bit of, I'm still a little, like, I, I've still not fully overcome shit that happened in the military. You know, like, I've had friends that, that, that died that did fucking amazing things. And then, you know, some days I sometimes think, like, why the fuck am I the one who's lucky to get off a Turkish mountain when there's so many good base jumpers that went in? Like, there's so many better base jumpers out there right. right? that should still be here, yeah, that do that would do so much more for the sport than I could. Yeah,
0: I'm the one who was given that. And that's like... Dude, yeah, I 1,000% relate to you on that like uh there's so many people that are better than me that are not here
1: it's kind of a heavy sport to deal with well yeah and our I friends don't wanna...
0: die all the time when they're not trying to <laughs> when they're not even trying to die they die so like don't like fucking you know don't you know don't yeah. give one away for free yeah this way i look it's almost like that was a free one yeah, like, yeah i hate that. to call it a free one you know but it's like because gravity is gonna fucking claim yeah. you know and i hate
1: to talk about the dark side of this sport. no but I that's like, part like, of it man there's
0: a dark side to this beautiful sport but it's there like is all those,
1: you know all those years ago everyone gave shit to jeb and being like oh he's always talking about the dark side but that guy went around fucking some dark shit you know and now that it's become a little bit m- more normal but back then everyone was giving him crap all the time and you know like this is heavy like we have to deal with it is stuff, it right? is a
0: heavy sport and it's it's one of those sports that you could mask some bullshit as an accident and just be like Boop, done yeah. but but and and to be fair i've i i don't know jeb personally and I, I, the, and and i'd like to and I, I definitely know what you're referencing like with the youtube videos and stuff um but man, i'm saving that one for for when i actually meet him but yeah goddamn, that's heavy like i just i don't know like that, that's one of those things that that it needs to be addressed you know it doesn't i know. didn't expect to do it today <laughs> but, you know, here we are <laughs> but that's the thing
1: you know like we we, we addressed
0: it and it's like
1: you know yeah okay there's a lot of deaths in our sport and we you know everyone likes to talk about the fatalities in our sport but actually the, what about the, the people proximity flying or the, yeah. uh, the, what about the, cool the people shit? that watched it or the people that were on the exit point or the people that were your friends or your wife or your husband or you know your friends or, you mm-hmm. know like who watched it mm-hmm. you know yeah. no one really like we don't go oh you should go and see someone and speak about this we just move on to the next thing and be like okay well whatever and uh, you know and maybe that's something that needs to be brought up in our sport is that if you do see maybe we need to be a bit more open and maybe help each other out and sure we go and hug each other and be like okay you know and we cry a little bit um but you need to be there's a bit more than that it's almost paying lip service to what we're actually what we're doing yeah and you know it's got really fucking heavy and it's a little on the dark side On too much on the dark side of what i like but um this is what i've had to go through in the last few years yeah to come to realization to where i am today where i'm actually more happy now than i have ever been you know since i was a child you know before i joined the military like i do i it sounds silly but i smell the grass i i can actually like embrace shit and like yeah. i can tell my friends i love them that's fucking weird, dude. I'm a hugger now. I was, I was never a
0: hugger back in my Marine Corps days. Yeah. Like, oh, it'll be all tough and blah blah blah. Like, I'm a hugger now. You should see. I'm such see. a hugger. There's a guy that was in my regiment,
1: and he—I uh, haven't seen him in like seven years—and we were in Brento together the other day. I walked straight over to him and, like, went to give him a hug and just looked at me, uh, like, what are you doing? And I was like,
0: come here. <laughs> bring it in, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> we're about anyway, to do here. This.
1: And he was like, "Oh, okay," you know. And it, it was—he had his hand out waiting, and I was like, "Nah." Oh, like <laughs> a, a handshake? Like oh, a handshake? That's, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I handshake uh, like people that I know professionally. Like I hug people that I care yeah. about. Like, I normally, unless like, we're in an awkward situation where I can't reach you, and then I, then yeah. I give you a high five or something. But I do
1: like to. I'm still a, I'm still a handshaker. I like to handshake mm-hmm. and then going for the hug. Okay, it's just
0: like my weird
1: i just like to. Ha- i think it's like
0: yeah a I, th- I went straight in for the hug when i saw you <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, fuck the hand like, I, we, we, I'm, I'm hugging this guy yeah
1: yeah so canada fucking like that's we keep going back but that's something that i i believe like it's actually like changed my life like yeah. the people there are a little, a little bit more healthier um i end up losing 55 pounds from that no shit stage, yeah I was 205 pounds.
0: No kidding. Yeah, right? You, you I, sorry, I don't mean to be too loud. I never would imagine you'd be over 200 pounds. Yeah, I was 200
1: pounds huh. and like, I can know. Like,
0: yeah, okay, a few of my friends. Probably lift up a car, you know I mean? Still People look at me like,
1: you're fat. You know, and hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I am. And hmm. then I just got to grips of it and I was like, yeah, okay. And then that's when I, when I got to Canada is when I, got back into martial arts and yeah and that that made me lose weight it made me not get angry at
0: stuff anymore and yeah 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 like i remember like i, I remember seeing like a post or something like when you started rolling again and i was like oh jamie's rolling i didn't know we had that in common yeah because i like because when we met like i mean it was just it was just base and base parties and and like i think that some people you you meet some people through base that you would never meet otherwise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and so, and so then you realize, Oh, we have something in common like base. But then when you, like when I saw like the rolling and stuff, uh, but we also had the military thing. Like when we mm. met, like I was like, yeah, I was military too. Um, But then I was like, Oh, Jamie Rose, no shit. You know? And, and this is all stuff I either saw through Facebook or Instagram or some shit, you know? And it's like, Oh, there's that. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, like uh, So so let's talk like we've talked quite a bit about base at this point. So now I'm going to be selfish. So <laughs> you can stop listening now if you're like not into MMA, but one of the things that I love outside of base jumping and skydiving is absolutely mixed martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, you, know, yeah, yeah, you name it. You kick, name yeah, it. all of it like like submitting like like, making someone else bend to your will is something that I love. Or being humbled in the process of trying to do so. So, so here we go. <laughs> Part two. MMA. Uh, or BJJ. Do you know uh, even sorry, crazy?
1: I actually got through MMA and Jiu-Jitsu and stuff through another base jumper. Yeah. Yeah? His name's Wesley Murch. Yeah. I don't think I've he,
0: met him. He doesn't yeah. do much
1: jumping, but I met him back in like 2015 or 16 and he was like uh he fought in cage warriors and then he learned through tom's course in at the bridge and then came down to turkey boogie anyway he's a british dude and we got chatting and we got on and he like told me about jiu-jitsu and once we got to know each other more and more he's like you should think about doing it and i was like oh i don't know you know as again i was a fat fuck i was 205 pounds um and then the next thing that happened was a friend of mine who I was in the army with called Cameron else, uh, just had these like three fights in a row. One was on Bellator, One was on cage warriors and, uh, fuck, what was the other one? on? I can't remember, but he, he had three fights in a row where he knocked the guys out in like the first round who was in my, in my regiment. And I was like, cool. So I got chatting to him again. Yeah. That's like, sick. You know? And he was like, yeah, you should try jujitsu. And then I was like, yeah, uh, now I'm good. And I believe in in rules of three. And then randomly, this guy called Lando Venata, who's uh, a UFC fighter, contacted me and was like, I wanna learn to base jump. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's pretty full on. I'll teach you, but you need, like, we're going to have to get you to skydive first. It's going to be a, a period of a long time. And then this was like, you,
0: th- you don't just base jump. You don't yeah, just there, base there, jump. There's a progress. Just like you don't just show up at the UFC, like, yo, I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> there's some training that goes into that, right? Yeah. And
1: it, he actually understood it. Like, he wasn't a stupid idiot. Like, when I told him, it's like, Hey, it's like you've got to learn jiu jitsu, you've got to learn wrestling, you've got to learn kickboxing, you got, you know, whatever. And uh, he was like, No, no, I get that. I'm in here for the long journey and i was like dude that's sick so we got chatting we got and whatever and i was like wow okay and it, i watched his debut against tony ferguson and it was fucking sick yeah he destroyed tony tony caught him in the third round yeah, in a dash choke. Do you recall what year that was? 2016.
0: Okay, because I would say Tony, f- when Khabib <sighs> pulled out of a fight. Yeah, and that's right. Because if you look at like Tony's last seven fighters, like I saw a meme of like all of them, and their faces are just destroyed. I think Lando's
1: then, face is on that. Is he? Yeah. Because
0: I know like the last one was obviously a cowboy. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, like, but, but he, blew he blew his nose. Nose. Yeah. And, yeah. and then this guy, this guy you
1: know lando was you know i watched his debut in the ufc against tony ferguson on two weeks notice yeah i'm
0: like fucking hell it was insane um that's a that's a why i I don't know lando but i know anyone that will take tony ferguson on two two weeks weeks notice is a fucking animal but when you savage when you see the video jesus
1: yeah Maybe we should like comment the link in the, dude. I'm going to
0: go back because I have UFC TV, which UFC TV living in Europe is actually pretty rad. Yeah. Like for all the Americans and all the American podcasts, none of them are going to hear this, but, uh, UFC TV in Europe is rad because we don't have any of the ESPN deals or any of the other bullshit that's going on in North America. So like I get, like I get the international replays of pay-per-views. Like I I might have to wait a week maybe yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. at most usually but uh yeah so UFC TV, living in germany prime like yeah. that's where it's at but uh but i'm gonna have to go back and watch What's that it? fight and i just
1: remember that fight and then he ter- you know and then he calls me up like a, i don't know like it was a year later or something when we had this conversation about he wanted to jump and i was like okay well how about i will mentor you through your skydiving and your base jumping career to the point where you can fly a wingsuit off a
0: cliff but you have that's to that's a long journey right there my yeah. friend and he was until like, you can fly a wingsuit off a cliff oh, wait, like and, what and, like, and, oh, jesus that's a that's a that's
1: it's awesome it's a pretty full <laughs> yeah, and i said but on the flip side of that you have to mentor me until i've done jiu-jitsu kickboxing, until i fought in a cage and he was like, that's a long journey. I said, well, what you want to do is even fucking
0: longer, my friend. <laughs> and the consequences could be more dire. Yeah. I, like, no offense to any MMA fighter who says that, because you hear this a lot in the BJJ terms. It's like, uh it is a... Uh, High-stakes problem-solving with dire consequences. Like yeah. you hear them talk about those kind of things. Like, yeah, uh, base jumping. Every jump is a puzzle, and yeah. if you don't figure out that puzzle, you're fucking dead. Yeah, it's done. Like so. So this yeah, was so the third guy. BJJ, you know, MMA. Like yeah, you might get knocked out, get, get you know your arms realigned, legs, but like you're probably not gonna die. And I mean, the, so you know, no, a couple boxers, boxers. Yeah, recently, a couple boxers this year. Up um no that, that yeah, was no dis- no disregard yeah, or no, no respect to them but it, but generally speaking your odds are pretty good of not dying yeah i in mean basically like, you fuck something up like
1: yeah you're lucky to all go away your
0: odds are okay of living maybe
1: so yeah so i believe in the mm. rules of three so Lando was the third guy that mentioned jiu-jitsu to me so i was like okay let's give it a go i have to now, I walk into this jiu-jitsu gym. Did,
0: so, did he reach out to you? How did he reach out to you? Just randomly? He or? followed
1: me on Instagram. Oh, huh. uh, and then asked, and then I got uh, asked what my phone number was from Cameron Els, the, the the British guy I was in the army with. Uh, anyway, it turns out that they were like watching a video in Albuquerque or something, and or they saw pictures of Beijing or whatever. And Cameron was like, "Oh, that's my buddy," and uh, they. W- Landers I want to like learn from him. more. I, I don't really know what happened, but they were out of Jackson Wink MMA, which is one of the biggest uh, gyms in, in MMA.
0: Sorry, I'm nodding at that, like, yeah, of course, but I know a lot of the people that actually listen to this may not know, <laughs> know what Jackson, Jackson is. Wink, but, yeah. That's
1: why it is actually the biggest uh, MMA gym, probably, in the world, uh, where people travel all around the world to go and learn from some of the best fighters. Um and so I, I, I'm sat there going, like, fucking hell, why, why does this guy want to learn from me? You know, and then we met up and uh, we got on like a house of fire. Like, we had the same mentality. We're both fucking weird, you know. And we've got weird look outlooks on life. And then he was like, hey, do you want to come watch me fight in the UFC? So we drove down to Vegas and we watched him fight and then had a good time. I was a steep ADC, the original uh, oh, you were there for yeah, the original? I was there. Oh. Dude, I heard that punch. Ooh. It was
0: like across oh. the arena. God, uh, that, that was that that fight, picking that fight. I was like, oh man, I, I've slept on Stipe so many times and he just keeps coming back. You know, but then I knew like Daniel Cormier, like he's going up a weight class and usually fighters that go up have more power. And and like, they because lack they're, not, they're not cutting well they're not cutting as much you know so like them more strength so i was like i i just don't know
1: yeah but dc did the wrestling
0: there's a difference
1: between wrestling training like that wrestling training is just full on train 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 it doesn't it, it's like it's a grind it's right a grind. and i've never wrestled i wish i did but me um, either me but either holy fuck like, i I
0: used to took the shit out of wrestlers in high school because like my school didn't have wrestling but the wrestlers at the city school would come to my jujitsu school, you know, for, like, some cross-training. And they'd grab my wrist, and I'd be like, yep, done, boop," You know, like, i just just fall back and, like, put them in a guillotine. It was whatever.
1: So I used to spend time down. It was cute. I you never know. never did any wrestling. And then I, I did jujitsu for, like, I think two years. And then I got – ha- I was going down to Los Angeles all the time, like, every six weeks. And down there, there's a gym called Dynamics MMA and in there it's run by this guy called antony hardonk yeah, it's this dutch k1 ufc veteran in fact he just got mentioned on joe rogan's podcast um that gym is like pretty sweet and i they had a wrestling program like they'd and i was like oh, i don't know but i need to give this a go because that's usually the weakest part of my jiu-jitsu yeah so i went there and it's a guy called vladimir Matashenko. yeah who's like this old school ufc veteran Yeah, And I was like, uh, I want to learn to wrestle because I'm really bad at it. And he's Russian. And he goes, okay, show me single leg. So I was (laughs) like, okay. So I showed him my best single leg takedown. And he went, that is shit. You are shit. And I was like, wow, okay. Thanks, dude. And he was like, do it again. So I did it again. He was, that's even worse. You're an embarrassment to wrestling. And I was like, Okay, well, that's why I'm that's mean, why I'm bro. here. <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, well, at least I know your shit now, and uh, let's work on that." And I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I was like, "I understand why it's you know, like you're a pretty harsh, dude." And actually, he taught me some stuff that is like where my head needs to be. Uh, you know, he one of the famous things he said to me. He goes, "You are not good looking." I was like, "Okay." He said, like, "So use your fucking face." <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was like, "Use that as a weapon." Use it like, now
1: when I wrestle. It
0: can't get any worse. It can't get
1: worse. <laughs> Nowadays, I like I, I'm wrestling. And I'm like using my face to grind people.
0: Bro, I have a big <laughs> nose. Like I was thinking, you know, like with like last weekend's, uh, in, like um, uh, Mike uh, Mike Perry. Like platinum, like like getting his nose flattened. I'm like, fuck, my nose is huge. Like I could never withstand something like that. I'd just be, eh. yeah. Yeah. And, and I've had my nose rearranged twice for sure. But yeah, I could never, not not like that. Like not with like a straight knee to the face. Yeah. Uh,
1: I broke my nose a few times, and yeah. You know, and then jujitsu is fucking great. Like for just grinding away, and then. About a year ago, I got some cauliflower ear and it was the first time I I went through a whole rugby thing as a kid and never got cauliflower ear and then got into jujitsu and got like cauliflower ear and I was like, oh shit. And it fucking hurts. It explodes. It like expands. And I was like this newbie, like, I don't want to ask how, what do I do this to those people in my gym? Because they're just going to laugh at you. But then I had this mentor. He's a UFC fighter. But but you have to ask. right? Yeah. You you have 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 to ask these stupid questions. But I was like, I didn't feel comfortable, I didn't want them to just laugh at me because I would laugh at them now, you know. So I went back to this guy who is a fucking UFC fighter and was like, So I got this cauliflower, do I have to drain it or do I leave it or what do I do? He's like, Send me a picture. And I was like, Okay, so I sent him a picture of my ear and he just sent message back as Oh, that's cute <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, What? He goes He goes that's not like you're fine right yeah. it's
0: like it's like oh i remember my first 90 mm. off heading off a bridge oh yeah. that's it's like it, you're on a bridge yeah. you have a 90 off like big deal and, and that's it like, that's the equivalent unless
1: you pull dirty low yeah. and you can't make it land or and something. he took the piss out of me yeah. and he was like <laughs> hurt, hurt, and i said and, and then sent a couple of funny like messages to me and i was like fuck off I said, don't get me wrong. When you start jumping, you're gonna ask some of the dumbest questions to me, right? So let's. uh This is why we're helping each other out, yeah, so yeah. that you can ask the stupid questions to me and not feel stupid. When you come to my world, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are you familiar with the the Kill Tony podcast or like Tony Hinchcliffe? Like yeah, I've a, not listened. The, no. So, so I'm a big fan of that. It's something I. It's that i discovered through the joe rogan podcast right so we, we ended up going to uh england because he had a bunch of shows going up there and we live in europe and so it's not that hard to get up there and uh after the london show we ended up partying because uh, he he came to the bar in the in the theater at the theater bar afterwards and we ended up hanging out and uh chatting because naturally bass jumping came up during my my failed my my abortion of a set and uh so we were, we were talking about jumping afterwards and by the end like we were all hammered but like we were talking he was like oh you're gonna teach me to base jump blah blah, blah. i was like yeah sure teach me to be funny <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not that easy right it's just not that easy oh, but um yeah that's that's fucking rad yeah everybody's good and and
1: it, it's it's definitely changed some of my mindset of what i gotta do like mm-hmm. i don't put up with it like i got no time to put up with the bullshit in the base world now mm-hmm. you know i don't get involved in the in the brown wars you know like i like what i like the what wars the brand
0: brand sorry i heard brown I was oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh what's a brown war It's my accent somebody shit still. on some stuff like, <laughs> no, like I, I got
1: no time for it anymore and mm. i used to get so wrapped up in all the politics and now i'm like i, I don't really care sure. like i got so much more time when i'm like okay in the morning i'm r- rallying up the chief to do some cardio yeah, because I am I want to base jump, but I also need to do cardio in the morning because I want to train. Yeah, so it's like killing two birds with, two birds with one stone. And then in the afternoon, <laughs> I'm like trying to smash out some strength and conditioning. And then in the evening, I'm trying to do kickboxing and
0: jiu-jitsu. Somewhere in there, you got a job, I'm assuming. Yeah, I know. I struggle with that, with you
1: it. know. Yeah. But <laughs> right. knows how I'm doing it. But anyway, yeah. it's like, well, you know, this goes back to my crazy belief that we're in a simulation, you know. Like, hey, tell
0: me about the simulation, Jamie. You want to, you want the yes, simulation no, theory? because I've had, I've had some, some similar thoughts. We probably listen to the same podcast, but, anyways, please proceed. Okay, <laughs> tell, tell, me about this. So this
1: is the craziest thing that I've only, I only found out recently via um, some magical plants. Um, and what sort of plant would this be? I don't know. They were like just, just. Plants. does it grow in shit yeah
0: uh, yeah. uh <laughs> i don't know how to say it Psilocybin. psilocybin i was yeah, a psychosyllabysipine
1: it definitely opens your mind to, to crazy ideas hmm. anyway i had this idea that uh, you know that maybe we're in a simulation yeah and i was like tripping on it i was like fuck is this and you know, you get mixed When you're like, none of this shit is real. None of this All is right. real yeah. anyway, whatever. Right. <laughs> so the next day I'm like, that's kind of profound. So I went and Googled it and I was like, I need to like, surely there's someone, if people believe the earth is flat, there's someone got to be a- believe that we live in a simulation. So when I Googled it and I started to fucking look at names of who believes that we live in a simulation, when you talk about like Elon Musk, Stephen Hawkins, and you start reeling off these names that are like some of the most fucking
0: intelligent people you mean the aliens that are probably not from here in the first place yeah like fuck. sorry and it's like (laughs) the like you know
1: we a lot of people believe in religion and if you believe in religion that a guy walked on water and turned water into wine like fuck you can believe in anything yeah so this whole simulation thing like why couldn't it be possible you look at 40 years ago Forty years—I wasn't alive—but forty years ago, the best video game out there was a game called Pong. You know, where you had a you had like the white sliding and things and you bounced the ball between the two. Yeah, yeah, I played that once or twice. And exactly. So you think, and and you think in forty years time, Goldeneye was my jam though.
0: Yeah, it on and uh, I 64 you, like i'll fuck you up on some goldeneye <laughs> and when goldeneye was
1: up we were like holy shit look at the graphics right
0: 64k yeah. <laughs> or bit <laughs> yeah and now
1: you're looking at battlefield five and you're like holy shit you know and so we're now looking at uh, video games that are like photorealistic they're f- it's almost real yeah now we're starting to go into that virtual reality world now when video games turn into vr are people going to be able to tell the difference between reality and real life, uh, reality in a video game? You know, is it going to be so in-depth? You know, are, you know, we're already in you know, motion caption. Can you imagine being a motion caption video game? Rather than the, you know, how they make video games, mm-hmm. yeah, that you're actually in in a suit that sits you down and you can actually feel love and hate and jealousy and, and all this other feelings. Yeah, that why isn't this could be possible we're like plugged in Mm -hmm. you know and and maybe we're maybe we're there already and then someone said to me recently was like well what happens if uh, because we can't all be simulation and I'm like yeah well you play Grand Theft Auto right and uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 and as you go around the city, there's people there that are just walking around. Yeah, and
0: you, you maybe you run the, over them with your car. You run them car. over. <laughs> or, or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> or you rape them in your car with, like, the hookers or whatever.
1: Exactly. So they're pretty never much... Did, it. Never never, <laughs> never played Grand Theft Auto, by the way. <laughs> but you
0: but you but they're, they're extras
1: in the game. Yeah? So now, mm. can you imagine if you're a video game simulation, yeah, where someone's playing you? Like, the game's called fucking Jamie. Mm. Yeah? And some... Someone's come into an arcade. Well,
0: if this is a simulation, then for sure I'm an extra. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, like, or whatever. You know, I'm like, not that
1: special. <laughs> but you don't have to be. Maybe someone is playing and, and, and being like, I want to know what it was like in 2019. Yeah. So you've got to play this game called 1987. Yeah? And you have to play out to see what it was like in t- 2019. The same way as I'm fascinated with World War One. I'm so fascinated. As a soldier, World War I fascinates me. Yeah, because it's just slightly different soldier into what I'm. Ella Wood, motherfucker, yeah. Marine Corps. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so, so like, what you what you do? Living in
0: Germany, France, like, yeah.
1: So what do you do? You you go into a video game, and you go and play a video game to see mm-hmm. what it was like, because that's the closest thing that we can go back to history. But what's the most the best way of getting out there? Like, we can do these battlefield tours. We can go and have a look at the place. But like the best thing you can do is play a video game that gets you or a simulation of some sort to. To get to go and see what it felt like. Yeah. What's saying that we're not in it now? And you can do
0: it for flying too. You know, like uh, pilots use those those simulators all the time to practice flying without actually like paying for the yeah. fuel to fly. I mean, like there and there uh, are ways to train. You know. <coughs> and who's saying
1: that this isn't a game? I and mean, when you when you do di- when you do die are you actually dying or is it, are you just going to press reset and go back to where you saved the game, right?
0: My parents used to hate that as a kid when I was playing Mario. I was like, oh, let me die and then I'll, <laughs> then I'll fucking come to dinner. Just let me die. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we, there's something inherently wrong. We don't feel good about that. So I wasn't much of a video game kid because uh, things like that with Mario or like you know Super Nin- or regular Nintendo, they were like, eh. Well, actually, because of video game is why I got my career that
1: I'm doing now. Yeah, like I like video games. So I s- still play a lot. Um, but it was Tony Hawk 4. Um, but he he's like one of the reasons why, like when I was younger, I played the video game and you had to, one of the first things you did was you, in this specific game, was you got out of your house and you went down the street and you learned how to use the controls. You learned how to play the game. And then when you... And you were like, okay, that makes sense, but it wasn't like just a, a shitty tutorial. And then once you got good enough it down your little street, you had to go to the professional skateboarder at the, like the local park, and go to him and be like, uh, and there, it was a storyline. You went to him and he was like, you want to be sponsored? Well, I can get you a shoe sponsor, but you're gonna have to do this shoot. Yeah, and I was like, okay be as a base shipper i'm over here like
0: fuck you yeah. not, but but like as a video game but I'm as like, a video uh, game and you were like and, and as a 14 right, let's play
1: year old i was like let's play the game so you went and proved that you were good enough and then you got a shoe sponsor and then as you went through the game you then got a deck sponsor a truck sponsor clothes sponsor and the way you completed the game was that you got at the end there was a helicopter and you had to jump out of it into this monster half pipe yeah, and then, like, do some random tricks, you know, like a red bull thing. That's funny. And I was like, that's what I want to do in my life. I want to be sponsored. And then as I was skateboarding, I was like, I used to make videos all the time with my friends. I used to try and do stuff for camera. I got hurt a fucking shit ton. Um, and then I would do stupid stuff, and I would do whatever. No, anyway, it turns out I wasn't very good at skateboarding. Um, but I got all that out of my system of doing stuff for the camera mm-hmm. because in a, in a world when I was younger, smashing the, you know, before everybody
0: was fucking wearing cameras before, on their helmets and doing exactly. stuff for the cameras. Yeah. So, Cause we getting getting the shot. Like we've all talked about how like getting the shot gets people killed. So know, I spent it. my
1: younger years as 14 year old skateboarder trying to get the shot, hurting myself, breaking bones, doing this. Like, so when I came into the base jump world, when I found that I was not too bad at this sport, You know, me trying to do stuff for the camera. I was like, no, 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 no. I did this when I was younger and I got hurt. Now I'm like, okay, I've done a bunch of videos, I've done commercials, I've done whatever else, you know, but it's not for camera. Like if you speak to some of these camera crews that I've worked with, I'm like a little diva. You know, I'm just like, no, no, no. You will stand there and you will film just everything because I'm not going to stop. You're not going to talk. You know, in in a lot of my clauses in, in the contracts is, When I'm geared up, you don't talk to me. That's...
0: No distractions. No distraction.
1: You do not talk. If you can't get the shot, we go back up and we do it again. But you do not talk to me on the exit point. Yeah? If there's a drone there, I'm like, just start filming five minutes before. You know? And it's like, I'm not going to do something for the camera. You know? I'm just going to be me. And if you want to film that, that's absolutely fine. But that's going to be the most genuine that you're going to get. My advice to people who are chasing sponsors is... If you've got a job that pays pretty well, you like you can fund your own base jump, but just just focus on that like have the money and do what you want to do in the sport and you're not restricted or expected to act a certain way online or post certain things. Uh, my other one would be is don't uh, don't get sponsors in the sport because don't get sponsors in the sport as, as in, in like, like, like brands in the sport uh, okay you know like be support so there's a difference between being sponsored and being supported if you're being sponsored you're being paid You've your 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 gears being covered uh etc etc if you're being supported you're getting uh, like pro deals or discounts or whatever yeah so that's the way that i look at it now i'm i'm not opposed to being Supported by brands in the sport, and I am supported by brands in the sport who give me some discounts. Um, but I wouldn't say I was one of their athletes. Right. And that's something that you need to to understand. Am I being supported or am I being sponsored? You know. And if you're being sponsored in the, it, I would highly recommend going outside the sport and finding brands that like the idea of BASE jumping, um, because. They're going to be more stoked. There's more money in it. They've, you know, you've got to sell some of their product, yeah. But also, as you're down that point, don't just get sponsored by people that you have, you don't really care about. But you have to believe. If you do get sponsored, you have to believe in it. Like for me, uh, G-Form was like my first major sponsor that paid me decent wages to to go out and promote them. And don't get me wrong, it never, it didn't end too well, but i still wear g-form stuff because i believe in it you know i fair d- enough i don't necessarily like where the company has gone and what they're yeah. i mean i got is. i have
0: g-form like uh shin knee and shin you know um, yeah and and, yeah. And, it,
1: and, it, and it's all it's all good so i would always believe like at the minute i will wear it i don't like how they treated matt and i but that's another story um, but I still Brett, Brett Kissler was part of that at one Brett point got as well. like a little yeah. bit shafted as well yeah. um and it was all in this weird weird segment um but there's still good product and it you, you know for me to be like, you know lots of people say oh you you would say that that was because you know you you've been paid by them but I categorically believe what I was doing the same as but it's now like I'm I'm sponsored by Rockwell I mean I've been sponsored by Rockwell for like 10 years you know so it's You know, now I've got wingsuits and parachutes from them and stuff. And they're they're more than just a watch company. You know, they do supplements and sunglasses and goggles and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And they they support some really big things. And it's a company that I've seen grow. And they've seen me grow as a, you know, as an athlete in the sport, even though we don't like to call ourselves athletes. But, you know, I, I like to think I am because I think that as an athlete, you you are focusing continually on the sport that you're doing yeah an athlete doesn't mean that you're necessarily healthy you don't drink you don't do this it means that you're spending the majority of your life focusing on the activity that you're looking at and, and actually a lot of people even the guys that take the piss out of who might be listening to this you'll be like <laughs> athlete you're like you spend your entire life waking up thinking about base jumping thinking about how can i improve my base jumping how can i uh, do better on this next base jump that's an athlete mindset when you turn around yeah. to MMA or you turn around to like whatever other sport, they're like that's how they think. And they're athletes. Yeah, we don't we don't have bodies of fucking Hercules because no. we like to
0: drink and party, but No, I'm not an Olympic gold athlete, you know, wrapped in body armor, but, but like uh I like to think I am. Yeah. I mean I, I Once upon a time, maybe I was <laughs> never an Olympic athlete. But
1: and I think that if you are gonna be be sponsored you just really have to believe in the person that you are. Don't just take a sponsor because you you, you want to be sponsored. I had that with uh, with a skydive company with my Skydive team years ago and uh, anyway they make really shit canopies and we were sponsored by them and I was like, Oh my god, this company's so amazing, yeah, buy this canopy, blah 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 and everyone's like, Really? And I'm like, Yeah, it's amazing and I'm sat there like their containers suck, their parachutes suck. I mean, you probably know what I'm already talking about, but... Nope. No. And I'm, 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 <laughs> happy, to, I'm happy to not advertise that name,
0: because yeah. that's, that's part of the game, as we uh, try to stay neutral. Uh, <laughs> and,
1: and, and I don't want to mention who they are, so... Thank you. Because um, <laughs> I might get in trouble as well. But, yeah, like, I felt bad. People were like, oh, do you have any codes? I'm like, yeah, I've got a discount code for this. And they go and buy it, and they're like, oh my God, the riser covers suck. And you're like yeah I know mm-hmm. sorry you know and yeah, then at that point yeah, yeah. I was like you you can't do this uh, so that was my change in my direction at yeah. that point if you're gonna go down this route you should feel like a member of the team mm-hmm. that you're part of like whatever sponsor it is but you also need to be valued you're not just a. you don't just say oh they bought me a rig and that's it because if you yeah, went down yeah. a highway and you got a big billboard those people paid to put advertisement on those yeah. billboards. I I've, I've been on TV. I've done the the good documentaries. You know, like the ones that I thought, oh, I'd love to have a documentary thing on Channel Four. When you go and do these documentaries or you go and do these films and you go and do, this, the only people really gaining from it, yeah, who are going to gain and earn money are the filmmakers you're going to gain some experience. You're going to gain... Maybe some exposure. Exposure, yeah, fucking yeah. great. If yeah, you like, live long enough to, like... Oh, I love know. a bit of exposure. You know, like, great. I get yeah, naked yeah. all the time. I'm exposed a lot of time. <laughs> 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 but, you know, like, they... they they're, like, great. You, you get a little bit of pocket change to go and buy some beers. And then... Uh, they, they can put whatever they filmed of you risking your life, jumping off a cliff in a wingsuit or, or whatever. Yeah. They're going to put it in their show reel for the rest of their fucking careers. Yeah. And they're the ones who's going to be earning money. Yeah. I'm not, no disrespect to any camera crews. I've worked with some really good camera crews. That I really like even today with friends. Um, but yeah, they, they benefit a lot more than we do because I, you know, you'll get money, you'll get paid out. You'll get, you'll get, you, you'll enjoy it. But that's going to be one time payout. You're, you're, career doesn't explode because there's not much in it for us right um and y- yeah and it goes on to the next more exciting base jumper
0: yeah and um. whoever's doing it and if, and if you go in then fine that, that'll last for 10 seconds and then somebody else will come along and they'll be willing to do it for free or this or that and like and that that's one of the things that i don't think our sport collectively has figured out is how to take care of the people, you know, like, because uh, some people like, they just give their shit away for free. And then when somebody goes in and that's on, like, totally public, like, earlier this year, and, and I know Dom won't mind me bringing it up, but when, when Dom died earlier this year, like, that blew up everywhere, yeah. you know? And it was like, I could just picture him, like, you know, looking back at me and me like, shrugging his shoulders and be like, hmm? My bad, like, ugh. like it slipped, because we can all we can yeah. watch that and see exactly what happened and what went wrong. But the sickening part of all of that isn't the fact that the video. I mean, it's horrible that the
1: video was up and it was horrible that it got shown. Mm. But you know what? The worst sickening part that no one really paid attention to was the fact that the companies that were releasing that video probably got paid out for. They it. probably benefited from it. Yeah. And you tell We we get like, oh my god, I can't believe they showed it. Mm-hmm. I'm more like. I can't believe they're getting paid out for showing it that's
0: the thing, the thing like we don't see ah, what are you gonna do y- yeah. you play stupid games you win stupid prizes exactly. I, I don't know I, I don't know the right answer social media is a double-edged sword and yeah. it is and uh, it's not getting any better I think we're gonna have like some sort of weird collective conscience eventually I mean yeah. we're already getting there
1: and you know this is something that you know I've stepped uh, uh, quite a way away from Facebook Um it's got way too political for my liking and my political theories are not always aligned with everyone else's and I'm okay with that that's my theories and it's up to my opinion you know we live in a free world we can decide what we like and we usually do our political views on how our upbringing and whatever else um, so i've stepped more away from facebook and just posted funny videos and memes and shit you know it's not really that good it's like oh great share, share, share. it means shit I, um i'm entertained yeah and then instagram though instagram is where i can be actually genuine like now now i've grown up a bit now i've microdosed for a long time uh i've gone through my depressive state i've gone through my fucking failed suicide i've gone through base jumping i've gone through military i've now learned how to come to terms with everything and i've come to terms with actually i'm going to be more genuine so my instagram is you know if you read some of the shit that i write you know like that's because i'm sat there fucking thinking it i'm not right i'm not doing it for likes you know you know if i was doing it for likes, i'd be trying to like get people to share it and shit like you know I, i i read it because it helps me and if it's helping me just get this off my chest, maybe it's some- helping someone else that's doing it. So, social media is like Instagram in particular, something that I really enjoy doing. I enjoy doing my stories every day, you know. I, You know, it, it's just I hope it helps someone, and if it doesn't, then fine. I'm I'm enjoying it, right?
0: That's and that's all that matters. Is that we have the same fun. mentality I'm taking with this podcast exact same it's like I hope some some people maybe don't die because they listen to something we talked about yep. and everybody else thumbs up like I hope like, if you don't like it stop listening don't care yeah. and
1: if you don't yeah. like what you see don't come up to me and say hey Jamie when we're in the valley like don't pretend you're my friend like if you don't like it like just be like dude I don't like what you're doing and I'd, I'd respect you a hundred times more yeah I'm indifferent like, I, I was in at a certain bridge in Europe and I'd been jumping with this dude for maybe 3 days and we got chatting and uh, after 3 days we had some beers around a fire or, or or whatever just around the campsite and he turned around he's like started chatting to me he's an english jumper as well and was just like have you heard of uh,
0: Jamie Flynn <laughs> and oh, I, was like, asking you that? <laughs> I was like i was like yeah, yeah 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 why is that met him once or twice <laughs> yeah and he
1: said i said hey, why is that he said, he's a fucking asshole i was like uh what, why is that and he just fucking started rambling shit i was like wow that's something new to me i've never heard him do that you know and and then i, I was like you know what fuck this yeah so i started fucking with the dude back i was like yeah he's such an asshole now i kn- i know a lot about jamie flim Yeah. <laughs> I hope you know a little <laughs> bit about that. Like so I, I pulled out some information that not anyone knows about that. Times when I was an asshole at the Skydive Center, you know, and I was like, I know that he probably has no idea. So I just told this fucking story of what Jamie did. Clearly
0: not if he's hanging out with you and he doesn't know that you're Jamie Flynn. Yeah, but
1: anyway, so I tell this story and he's just like, yeah, what a fucking asshole? I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I was like, sorry, I need to go and take a piss. As I go and take the piss, I hear a bunch of laughing from everyone else. <laughs> and then you know, I think they were like, That's Jamie Flim and he just was like, Uh so I come back taking the piss and the dude was so quiet. That's and funny. I was like, What's up, buddy? And he's like, Uh I'm really sorry. I was like, Why? Why I mean, why, why be why, sorry? Why sorry? And he's That's like how you feel yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like like work through it. Yeah.
1: Like, I was like, So what's the what's the problem? We've we've been jumping three days and whatever and he was just like oh. I said, We don't actually know each other, do we? And he was like, No, I said, I'm Jamie Finn, nice to meet you. Yeah, I said, You shouldn't necessarily listen to other people's opinions of me. Yeah. You should get your own opinion.
0: That's a good story for bass. Yeah. You know, because As actually
1: I'm I you know, the people out well, in people in the base world that say jamie Flynn's an arsehole they are 100 percent right the yeah. people that say jamie Flynn's a fucking got a heart of gold they're a hundred they're right, right. too yeah i act accordingly yeah like if you don't show me any your respect you're gonna be like i haven't got any time for you and i'm gonna be an arsehole to you yeah but if you fucking show me all the love in the world i'll fucking show you i, I will help you out to no end
0: that's beautiful yeah that that's a great way to turn the corner um because i i, I agree with that 100% like uh like I, I don't you know have have as many experiences where like i in fact i've never talked to somebody where they were talking about me if <laughs> they didn't know they were talking to me i don't think i've ever had that happen but <laughs> that's a great place to turn the corner onto our final four okay. so before we get into the final four i want to ask uh, w- more or less one MMA question, but it's two different fights because I've got Jamie Flynn who loves MMA and as do I, and, uh, I want to know what you think about Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic, Miocic, um, so,
1: I watched the first fight the first time they fought, yeah,
0: as did I, live, oh, you, you were there, I
1: was in Vegas for it. Yeah.
0: Now yeah, I was on my Cheeto fingers watching Couch. Wow. You know, just like eating Cheetos, watching it after the fact.
1: I heard the punch. <coughs> Boom. <coughs> I sat next to Francis Nagano's That, that right hand. Yeah. I sat mm. next to Francis Nagano's mom and dad who uh, didn't speak a word of English, and I was like trying to chat to them. And they because
0: like, Francis is from Cameroon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, somewhere in Africa. I'm pretty sure it's Cameroon. But
1: anyway, yeah. Uh, DC and Cormier. I think. What's the time now? No, it's now twelve twenty. So the prelims will start soon. Um, so I think Stipe is going to come back with a different game plan. He's going le- to. He's
0: hungry. He's angry. I
1: I think that Stipe is going to, is going to be able to hold his own this time. I mean, he he was caught with a lucky one.
0: He was caught.
1: Um, and I think this one's going to be a little bit longer. If Daniel Cormier can take it to the ground. He will win. If Stipe can keep it up, uh, I think he's got a fighting chance. I would like to decision, see... Decision,
0: split decision. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see
1: Stipe win uh, because DC's good, but he's a he's a wrestler. And it's the same as that Ben Askren when he got fucking even in the face.
0: And I'm a Jorge guy too. Yeah. Like I've been a Jorge guy before... I was a Jorge guy before he knocked off Darren Till. Uh,
1: but I was disappointed about Darren Till, but I was, yeah. I, I know, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know you're British, <laughs> and I know
0: that was a big deal, but he went to England, and then, katao, yeah. and just, oh But I, I was, I, Jorge was on my radar for probably about three fights before he knocked out Darren Till, but because I'm a Cheeto Fingers, like, uh, just casual fan, like, I don't, can't say i was like on jorge's nuts but yeah. but when he ugh, ugh, like like the way he did it till and then that to uh, uh ben yeah that was like, big
1: yeah like i think it's big deal because he had to he worked on ben's gonna shoot and if Ben shoots, I'm going to knee him in the face.
0: But if I lean or if I circle this direction, he's more likely to lean this way. Like, all of, all of the... He
1: dirt-dived it or what we call drilling. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. He drilled that movement. He sidestepped. To change the angle to then run in. I was yeah,
0: like, for the skydivers and base jumpers, he dirt dive that for a minute yeah. and like that's training video. He, he played too. out. Oh, it's so beautiful. But that's one of the things I feel like Jorge for Jorge like, and I hate to be like on his nuts now because like everybody's like, oh, he should be the cha- he should be in the champion. it's like, no, hold on, he's won the last uh, five out of eight uh whereas leon edwards is eight out of eight uh colby covington is i don't even know what his record is but he he had an interim title and then lost it because you're yeah, taking away that's a bull that's so bullshit. so there are no standards for the interim title and this is not a uh uh mma podcast but you should tell them what the interim, inter- t- title, is. interim title is like uh when the actual champ can't fight for a minute and injury so they injure you otherwise and so they like let other people fight for it well colby covington and him and all of his you know make america great again you know bullshit uh he won the, that interim title and they took it from him because he had to have surgery on his nose or something so it's like interim titles don't mean shit you know in the they
1: should do they should be treated as they should
0: i i concur
1: that's their like that's their free ticket to the top
0: i and i think an interim champion should be treated like an actual champion otherwise it doesn't mean anything but we're getting on like a, a dovetail uh so the other guy the other guy you said you got two, You wanted me to pick two fights. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh. So who do you got between uh, Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic? Who's your pick and how? This will actually record because the fights are probably about to start any minute. Like as, as we talk, no, yeah. uh, I would but say
1: Stipe round two knockout because I think he's going to be training for it. Um. I would not be surprised if Daniel Cormier wins, though.
0: My money is on Daniel because he's already the champ. My heart is with Stipe. Yeah. But part of the reason I... my like, But part of my, my MMA heart is also with Daniel because I want to see a rematch between Daniel and... Uh, uh, John Jones I think that's gonna happen At, anyway. at heavyweight So the other question was uh, That I had in mind Was uh, Anthony Pettis And um, uh, Nate Diaz oh, What you oh, got That's a hard one Cause they're both Good strikers They're both good on the ground Like Diaz is a fucking Diaz He's one, like one of the Diaz. old school Like yeah. jujitsu like.
1: But he hasn't fought in like Two years right
0: Uh, Two or three
1: Yeah Yeah so, but he's going to be, I don't think he has, I think he'd be draining in, in a time. I think he's badass when he turned up fucking smoking weed in the weigh-ins. But, like, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, I like, Diaz is a bit of a cunt. He's an egotistical wanker. But maybe he's got some issues lying down that we were just like talking about earlier, and he's covering up this whatever with, with being an ego guy. But uh, I think Showtime Pettis. I would like... My heart is with Anthony Pettis with some fancy footwork. I want to see him like do some old-school jumping off the cage
0: ship. Um, the Matrix kick. That the kinda, Matrix kick yeah. that made him famous. Superman punch that he did yeah. to uh, Stephen Thompson. Just... Mm. I'd like to
1: see something cool from him. Uh, if he isn't, then maybe Diaz dominating, but like he doesn't want to go on the ground with Diaz.
0: So my my Cheeto fingers, you know, perspective uh, is that uh, I think it'll be Pettis, yeah. but I think Pettis doesn't have Ring Russ because he's been active. He's been he, active. Uh, he's fought I. think think seven times since Diaz's last fight, yeah. and I think that's a real thing. I think currency is Im- just like with base; currency is important, right? So I think that's important, and I think that um, the Pettis can chop the legs, and and Diaz does not have leg defense as write, far as don't
1: write him off because like. I uh, think he's gonna be training for a hungry while. Hungry
0: and, and he, he's got there are good things about time off. Yeah. There are good things, absolutely. And
1: there's a hatred between those guys, but like, they wanted to fight years ago.
0: Did they? I am yeah, not familiar like, with that.
1: Years ago they wa- like Diaz wanted to fight him because Showtime was ours calling him out and stuff. And the fight never happened and it was dodged and I don't I don't remember the full story but yeah. It was meant to happen years ago. Um so they're both pretty stoked that it's happening. Yeah, but you know what's exciting about this sport is the fact that they may go in there and hate each other, slag each other off beforehand. They'll go and fight, and are guaranteed they're going the to the right? hug it out. Yeah, and being like, all right, right, let's bury the hatchet. You beat me up, yeah. and that's something that we should probably bring into into this sport. Is that yeah, we we don't like each other.
0: But we hung out, we had a beer, we did a jump together. Yeah, like, let's yeah. go
1: have a. Uh, Let's go have a jump. Let's go have a beer. Let's bury the hatchet. Yeah,
0: we uh, all change, man. Yeah. Like every, I think so. So I think every seven years, I think you your your cells replace enough that you're not you're physically not, not the, the same, same person. person. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Because it. all of your cells have have you know changed since yeah. then. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, some people hold grudges way too long.
0: Eh, Mate. So Jamie, let's fucking r- not wrap it up. But let's uh, let's talk about the the guaranteed questions. And they're they're physically in front of you, so I don't oh, yeah. actually know which one to ask. Uh, <laughs> can I steal that from yeah. you? Yeah, just so I can. So we're just gonna top the to bottom. It's you good. you do you have a favorite book? Yeah. Tell us about it.
1: Uh, you may have heard of it. It's called the Seagull. The Seagull. Yeah, by John Livingston. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean the moral of the story is that when we die we we're at the perfect us. So this is what I take away from the book, is that when you die, that's the perfect you. And that always resonates with me. So I try not to be perfect. So I'm not gonna die. But <laughs> that's uh
0: I'm over here like what if i fucked up right before i died like <laughs> i was like maybe that's not the perfect me but that is but the perfect you the, yeah. the
1: moment that we finish in this life is the perfect you
0: yeah well sitting right here uh stannis uh, our um suspension base you know uh compatriot he had the exact same book yeah and, and and i'm I'm to- totally pulling this off the fly but but that was his book and uh yeah like it's funny because like he was literally sitting like right where you are relative to me saying the same thing saying the same, yeah, with yeah. uh yeah and I, I still haven't read it i'm familiar with it yeah but i haven't i haven't read it it's not the best
1: book in the world but it's got a good meaning behind it
0: i dig it I dig it. And if more than one of my friends is on board, then like clearly there's something good about that book. Yeah. But, uh, let's go to, do you, do you listen to podcasts? Do you have oh, some of yeah. you? What, what, yeah. what are you into? What are your jams? Joe Rogan. J R E. Yeah.
1: J R E is like, I really like, I don't like his, um,
0: he doesn't need the Randy bump. He doesn't, no, he doesn't he, need the Randy bump. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's got thousands <laughs> of followers already.
1: Uh, I like his his podcast with the the like the intelligent people with like my favorite podcast he did was about sleep, and he made he made me make sure that I have eight hours of sleep a night now uh, because of this specific podcast. I can't remember what number it is, but if you put it in line, you'd find it. Um, I like his MMA experiences, so I like to listen to the MMA breakdown because usually it's pretty good. Uh, Know, Dan Hardy on the other day was pretty sick, uh, Corey Anderson, uh, Stylebender, like, uh, he had some really good people on there, um, I'm not too keen on the comedy ones, when he gets comedians on there, some of them have some good stuff to say, uh, but I, I usually just listen to the the scientists and the the people that are super intelligent on crazy things like the Elon Musk one that's fucking fascinating.
0: Until he smoked weed and all that stock just went. <laughs> <burr>. <laughs> it was like what? Oh boy, smokes a joint and then like all the stock goes south. Yeah. But guess what? They're still like a, an amazing company.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I only listened to his MMA ones and his ones
0: when he brings people on yeah like i don't listen to repeat guests because i find that they go down like a similar a similar path that i heard already so i'm like eh. except but andy we, trump we we listened to both of his mm.
1: did you listen to both of his i'm i'm not sure he did too, right say the name again andy trump.
0: Oh, Andy Stump, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I listened to both God. of those because Andy's a bass jumper yeah, and he's like, from the military. Yeah, like I. Yeah, so to he, him. he had Andy on twice. Uh, yeah, that that's a special case.
1: Yeah, I listened to both of those and I was pretty
0: stoked. Uh, if you check the show notes, I'll I'll add a link to both of Andy's uh podcasts because he's a bass jumper and he's you know fucking good dude.
1: And he had th- that the last one he was on was quite pretty
0: sweet. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, he said some good stuff. I actually enjoy his first one a little more because like I think he didn't quite understand how big the JRE podcast was, so he was a little more like uh raw. <laughs> I can say that without like being, you know, too like breaking in the fourth wall, but uh just like he had that level of like send it just talking to another dude. <laughs> like but you're not just talking to another dude when you're talking to Joe Rogan. Yeah, you're talking to like, right. So I I kind of avoided this just to bring it out, but let's talk about your history of injury with base jumping, Mr. Jimmy. I've never been injured. Never. <laughs> not, not in Turkey or otherwise.
1: Uh I think early on I in my early base career I broke a finger. And maybe a mm-hmm. rib when I hit a wall. Mm. But only like a, a wall on landing. Because my end cell got caught on a tree and I slammed into a wall. I broke a rib and had to run away from the police. So they were like minor, minor things. And it got to about four or five years into the sport. And then I said to someone, that, fuck, I wish I never said it now. But I said to someone, I said, if I get... I'm going to get hurt in this sport. It's either going to be a really really big injury or I'm going to die and a week later I'm lying on the fucking Turkish mountainside so it was a really big injury so I broke my ankle femur wrist elbow shoulder and smashed my head pretty bad
0: basically your entire it was the left right or right side, side? Right, right side, side. Yeah. the entire right right yeah. side of your body basically
1: so I did I made the I mean if no one's ever if they haven't seen it already it's called Back to Basics uh,
0: that. I had that in my notes Back to base. B-A-S-E-I-C-S.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's on epictv.com. Uh, I know as base Jumpers, we don't like Epic TV anymore, but they helped me through my recovery, helped me uh, with my medical bills. I didn't have to set up a GoFundMe. Um, I actually funded it by making a film myself. So Epic TV helped me out a bit. I know they fucked our community a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm split. And... Actually, I'm the same man. Like I, I'm in that neutral, neutral corner. The yeah. guys, the guys helped me a lot, yeah. um, and obviously I helped myself by making it rather than just ask the community for help. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So if you want to see it, it's six episodes. Each one is about five minutes long. Uh, it's called Back to Basics on Epic TV.
0: And I'll, I'll add the link to that in the <coughs> show notes because when we met, Back to Basics was just releasing like you had just come back from like the injury yeah i i did it more because uh you know i i thought it was a good
1: in in skiing in snowboarding or we, we, there's a lot of recovery videos but in base chamber, there's none yeah there's a lot of fucking injuries and we need to help each other and I tell you what, in skydiving and base jumping over those years of releasing this film I've had so many base jumpers and skydivers message me and say thanks for making that video it's really helped me you know like the physio and the mindset and everything else and you know I did it because I was like then there's a story that needs to be told and helped out and whatever else so if it can help someone who gets injured because when I first learned to base jump someone said to me or actually Brad said to me uh, it's not a case of if you get hurt base jumping. It's when.
0: When. Same same with wrecking a mo- motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, is, it's not I, when you're gonna put uh, one down. Oh,
1: so the actual injury itself was caused because I was a little complacent. I didn't. Uh, I didn't take into account of how I felt at the moment. Like the, that morning, I didn't feel good about the jump. And I should have taken that as a as a warning. Uh, I didn't. I jumped anyway. I was like, whatever. You're just being a pussy. And anyway, I wasn't. Uh, I I could have. I didn't want to land on the pontoon in the r- middle of the river. Uh, mainly because I was scared that if I missed the pontoon, I'd be in a river in a Vampire Four, uh, fully zipped up. And dude
0: i've i've landed in a wingsuit and nearly drowned yeah there's i don't know what podcast number that is but you can listen to it and hear all about it like and it's it a scary nearly th- died it's not a good feeling
1: it's a scary right. thought and that river in kamali isn't a fucking isn't a joke like i've landed it in without a wingsuit
0: i haven't been to kamalia yeah uh, yet. And I, yet
1: yeah uh obviously fuck it's it's not a joke when you're not in a wingsuit so when you're in a wingsuit you miss it so I decided to pick a... I went and checked out another landing area It was above um, and it was a car park. I thought, fuck, I can land there. And then, when I uh, flew out the ultralight and I opened and I was like, trying to get there, I was like, holy fuck, I'm too far away. Like, in hindsight, what I should have done is to continued flying in my wingsuit so I was upwind of the landing area and then deployed and then landed. But, you know, I was still... It's all after the fact. It's after the doesn't fact. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, Uh, I opened and I couldn't make the landing area. So I looked down, I found a little grassy patch of field and I thought, I just was that competition a week before, I can land on a disc. So I flew in and when I got about 30 feet, it was like boulders everywhere. I was like, oh fuck. Um, I, I picked a really big boulder that was on the ground and tried to land on top of it. And then as I got on top, I slid and my ankle got caught. In between the two boulders and then as i peer left uh, my ankle stayed still i rolled so i snapped the ankle straight away i broke the wrist i broke the femur i broke my elbow i broke my shoulder and then
0: smashed the mm. head so and if you want to hear one of the most carnal um screams as far as pain is concerned just go to jamie's like Back to basics video, cause like, cause I I met you after you were already like kind of recovering, and and this was like yeah. Yeah, you were getting, it yeah. was like oh the first one's about to release, you know, it's like oh this this is cool, but but when I watched that video I was like oh this is real, like uh, the things that can happen to you when you choose to jump off fixed objects. Uh, be prepared. Be ready.
1: Yeah, and, and it's yeah. a like, scary it's thing. It's a good if, video. I I'm very I'm shocked that I I'm, I'm happy now that I I've walked away from it, but I'm still a bit like almost survivor guilt to how so many other base jumpers have died and Dude. I didn't. And I understand. I've I've now under, I've accepted where I am. But I spent for a long time. I was very guilty that I got away with it. Every that's time I see a fatality in, uh, in in base jumping or or in my friends list or whatever, uh, I always say, uh, "Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened." And that's something that I always try and remember because that's it happened, and yeah. I'm happy that it happened. Yeah. I'm sad it's over, but it it's not the end.
0: If you could do one more jump with someone that's on the BFL who would it be?
1: Treehouse Mike
0: sorry sorry if you heard you just dropped my phone so, <laughs> I just did it again I was like yeah of course I was like yeah of course like, yeah. This, that's the shitty part of the, this yeah, podcast uh, is like yep know him too yep would love to and I'm just like yeah, I dropped my phone like yep like that hurts man fucking yeah. fucking uh, beautiful person please tell me some more
1: but there's so much to say about it, dude he's like I moved to Squamish and I was so stoked I was like fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time with this dude he's so loving and generous and and even when I was going through some shit times trying to sort my life out and I was being a dick he would still be there wanting to fucking uh, still still wanting to do stuff with me and he was understanding uh before he left for Europe, uh, me, Sally, Baker, and Treehouse went and set up a fire on the beach because we have a fire ban in Canada. So the day before we left, we went and had a fire and we were chatting about ideas of making videos of what we can do. And I mean, me and Sally are, are going to go and make the video that we we were talking about. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was sad. That was the last time we saw and hung out. You didn't know Treehouse like he's a guy that you should aspire to be like because he was like the most loving guy. It didn't matter if you were an ass, like you could be an ass one day and then the next day you'd just be like, "All right, let's go for a jump." And he was like the driving force in Squamish. He he managed to drive everyone to be like, "Let's go to fucking here," and we were like, "Okay." He was the leader that. Didn't want to be the leader. That's the thing about Treehouse. He was a leader and hated the fact that he was the leader.
0: Yeah, those are the most beautiful people though. Yeah, that the lead because they have to, not because they want yeah. to. And it goes know? back
1: to uh, what I was saying about that book. With the thing, Treehouse died at the most perfect him. I don't know. That's Squamish is a miss without him. Uh even but I'll tell you
0: the what? You guys like the Squamish like uh community like you guys are like making uh, not making but the jumpers that find their way there are like I, I'm seeing some stuff over there, you know. So it's, it's some like, love there. It's like like yeah. about three or four years ago, like when the Dallas base crew was just like fucking crushing it. Like they are putting out all these videos of a bandit jumping some buildings, and and I was like, oh, do I do I need to move to Dallas? Is that where like all the shit's going on? You know. <laughs> like, but I'm I'm like watching stuff going on in Squamish, and I'm like, hmm, all right, there there's some stuff going on there. Like they. These boys got some, you know, yeah, as, I you what, as my, like, my base network grows, there are times where I'm like, all right, like, this is going on, this is that, that's going on. Like, like the, yeah, Seattle with, like, you know, wingsuiters and stuff, like, got it. But, like, Squamish has, like, like the whole gamut going on.
1: I have yeah. never been part of a base community. Like, and, it, you know, don't get me wrong, a lot, there's a lot of love in our sport. But I've never been in a community where everyone gets on. Now, Squamish, the slider-down jumpers, the slider-up jumpers, the tracking jumpers, and the wingsuiters will all start the hike at 7 a.m. We'll all go to the top if, if fucking everyone's going to the top. And it's so amazing. Like, everyone wants to be around everyone, you know? And it doesn't... Everyone gets on. You know, and and sometimes there's people that don't come up with great ideas, but uh, we all talk about it and and we sort it out ourselves. And we talk to a community. We talk to the uh, the search and rescue, the Squamish search and rescue. We're in direct communication with them to try and improve our our, our sites. And and it's so good that our community is so tight knit. And I reckon the community of Squamish itself, the town, see how tight knit the base community is, and we're getting a lot of respect from the climbers, the slackliners, search and rescue guys, um, and the, you know the the mayor, of the the mayor of the town. They can see how tight the community is, and that's, that's something right. that the rest of community should, the rest of base community should try and aspire to be. You know, like it's. And I mean, I'm not saying Squamish is perfect. We're not all perfect guys, but, uh, we definitely, we're in a beautiful place and we understand that we're in a beautiful place and we are going to try and do what we all want to do. Uh, but saying that Squamish is really shit. I highly recommend no one ever comes here. We haven't got much to offer. It's like surfing. It's like surfing sucks. Don't do it. Don't come. (laughs) Don't ever come here.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So so, wrapping it up. Um, so we already talked about like uh, we we hit the 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 famous four, but so every base or every podcast we do, like the previous guest gets to ask a question to the next guest, and the last guest happened to be Tristan Henley, who's who's the youngest bass jumper that I know that is a fucking slayer. And just awesome dude, but um, his question to you, and uh, so I'm I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm trying to like, slow down like so that you can like think up a question. We can hit pause if you need to, but um, Tristan's question to you, and he didn't know it's coming to you, is uh, do your parents know you base jump, and if so, how do they feel about it? If my parents pack. don't
1: know we base jump, yeah, I'm fucked. Uh, my parents, <laughs> my parents know I base jump. Do they? Yeah, of yeah. course. You know, they've known, uh, I hid it for them for the first year, um, which is good because that's my crazy year. Uh, but we fell out for a long time. My parents wouldn't talk to me. Mm. We, seriously, like, they were like, you're selfish, you're a cunt, you're this, you know, we didn't get on. Um, and it wasn't until an accident happened at Beachy Head in England. I've, j- I've jumped Beachy. Yeah, yeah. So I jumped beachy head with a with a, a jumper and he broke his leg, and we didn't have cell service down there, but I had my spot on me, you know the beacon, yeah. and I launched the beacon button. And I hadn't changed, even though my parents and me hadn't got on for last year, I didn't change them from my emergency contact. Uh-oh. So, uh-oh. yeah, uh-oh. uh oh. So I pressed the button, it went off, and my parents got an alert saying uh, is Jamie's in need and fucking this part would, what would he be doing there you know and I didn't have the cell service and I'm helping my friend trying to get out of there um and then we built a relationship afterwards because I when I got to cell service I was like no I called the beacon because my friend got her I'm the only one it, it would have taken us 20 minutes to run out to get service so I launched my beacon and they were like okay I'm glad it's not you you know I was like yeah and we we then made up and I said look base jump is my life it's going to be my life for as long as I, I know it's something that I really love. I got passionate about and I don't want to destroy this. And they were like, okay. And they started to accept it after that moment I got injured. And then three weeks later I get
0: injured in Turkey. So, uh, yeah. and, and anyone that hasn't understand like if you want to understand how serious a base jumping actually can be, watch back to basics. Cause I, I like every time I watch it. Like when I hear your scream, like that pain, bro. Oof. So if um if you want to like find out about like you know you, where where are they gonna do it, brother? Uh, the best place to find out about
1: me is on Instagram. It's Jamie Flynn Base. Um, my Facebook is up there as well, Jamie Flynn Base. But I. I use Facebook regularly, but not as regularly as Instagram. Instagram's my my thing. I enjoy it. I love it. I I share as much as I can. Uh, My YouTube channel is Jamie Flynn
0: Bass as well. It's all original.
1: I just keep picking Jamie Flynn Bass. It seems to work. (laughs) Luckily,
0: there's no other Jamie Flynn Basses out there.
1: So, uh, yeah, Instagram is the best place to find out what I do and, and, and the way that I think. And the way that I think is not necessarily the normal way
0: um i did this the last time i had the podcast if so and i don't i don't think i told you about this beforehand but if you so what's your i want a question for you to the next guest which i, I don't know who it's gonna be by the way like so so you you have a part of this this uh this process if you wanted to ask a question to a base jumper, if you don't know, and what's going to be? L- like, like, what would you, w- just some random ass bullshit question, maybe, or whatever. What is your main drive to
1: base jump? I don't want to hear some bullshit like, I want to fly with the birds or anything like this. What is your main drive that you continue to do this sport? And not just some generic shit. I wanna know the deep meaning of what makes you keep going back to a cliff and going against your human instincts and jumping off it regularly. Shit. I might have to like, <laughs> I, I might have to record that question. Like I
0: might have to like like uh from this recording, like take that and be like, Okay, here's the question uh and then go. Because like I, I can't <laughs> be, like, so why do you want a race truck? You know, there's some some bullshit lately. Like, like, I don't want to hear the
1: bullshit answers. I want to know right? the real reason that why makes you do truck? it
0: every time. Because this ain't normal shit. That's a hard question for even me to answer. And I'm I I'm, I'm, answer. I'm fucking out. I'm out of the <laughs> game. I'm, like I'm not even jumping right now. I'm like I don't know how to answer that. But, <laughs> but Jamie, thank you for fucking. Sitting down with me, finally, like, uh, not finally, like, in a bad way, but, like, I I, I feel like if we did it back when we were trying to do it uh, with, like, the phones and the bullshit, like, it wouldn't have been as good as this, Yeah. so thank you for that. And thanks for having us, it's fucking been awesome. Yeah, and if you ever want to give, like, you know, MMA, like, uh, what's gonna happen... I, I would love to talk about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I'm always uh if you want to see my answers on MMA it's always on my Instagram stories. I always have an opinion on where the next UFC card. So if you are into MMA, um yeah I've got I'm opinionated but
0: that's me. Yeah, and listen, you know, after we say we're done. Like listen to all the bullshit and find out. Like check out the uh the show notes for all the other bullshit and uh Thank you for listening. This was a base life podcast. Yeah, buddy. All right, we're out. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife 2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the base life. And on Instagram, we're at base dot life. All right. Thanks.